Hello and welcome to Once Upon a Roll, a D&D podcast hosted by me, Raz, where I play a session of 5th edition with a new guest each episode in the land of Cortia, a homebrew setting I've been using for five years, a half a decade, long time. I am joined today by a new guest, uh, Noah from Polyphonic. Noah, how are you doing? Hey, I'm doing great. I'm really happy to be here. Yeah, good. Good. <laughs> you better be. imagine being like, uh, no, I'm, I'm yeah. miserable. To, like, just, I mean, obviously, I already said polyphonic, but no, how might people know you from the internets? Yeah, I am a video essayist. My channel is polyphonic. I do video essays about music. Lately, I do a lot more kind of like historical or lyrical analysis. Kind of early on, I did explainer videos. I've done a couple that have gotten a lot of views. If you know me from anything, you've probably seen my John Bonham video, which has like 16 million views or something like that. Mm -hmm. But don't watch that. Watch my recent <laughs> stuff. It's better. Um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, I'm kind of I do video essays about music with a, a real uh, motion design tilt to it. Like my video mm -hmm. essays are very, very visual. That's always an important thing to me. And then when I'm not doing that, I've also got a podcast called Horns and Wings, where we read through Saga, the greatest comic ever written, one issue at a time. And I believe you're going to appear on a future episode of that at some time. Yes, please. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. And then I also do Ghost Notes, where I talk about music with 12 tone. And I also just shit post on Twitter. So you, the, the, you yeah. might know me from any of those places. <laughs> that's my favorite aspect of your brand as is it's the i think it's the truth of all creators is how much they ship posts on twitter <laughs> well thank you yeah yeah i remember when i first started my twitter i was like oh this is gonna be like a you know serious business like promote my videos and stuff and like within a month i was just shit posting completely all the time i i think it's the funniest way to see other creators and get to know them and, and like realize how complicated every person is because right like you watch one of your video essays or one of yeah. my video essays and you probably walk away being like oh they're quite put together well organized in their thoughts you know <laughs> yeah. uh take things seriously and then it's just like you go to their twitter and they're the biggest degenerate in the <laughs> world like i i shit post about zelda 2 every other freaking day like <laughs> my my twitter bio is literally people take me too seriously <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, I, one of my favorite things that someone can comment is being like oh you're nothing like your video essays i i had yeah. i i once had my favorite twitter interaction of all time was i tweeted a poll asking how many people watch polyphonic videos while they're taking poops and somebody got so <laughs> offended that he blocked me on twitter how dare you ask i mean that is the reality of making video essays yeah most yeah <laughs> anyway what's your experience with DD? &D? yeah yeah so i've been playing DD &D since uh god i guess i guess on and off for almost a decade now um oh, wow. yeah i i haven't been playing like regularly but like in mm -hmm. in high school I had, um, I started with, it was actually Pathfinder that I started with. Okay. Uh, played that for about a year, then was kind of without a party for a while, and then did a fifth edition homebrew campaign with a friend, and then moved and kind of was out of that for a while. And then over the past kind of three years, I've been playing, I did uh, a Dragon Heist as a player, and then over the last year to two years, I've started DMing. 
um sort of dm'd a couple campaigns Huge mistake yeah <laughs> yeah yeah so i've i'm i'm pretty experienced uh i love fifth edition i dm mm -hmm. fifth edition especially i mean i've only played fifth and pathfinder and mm -hmm. fifth is so much better than pathfinder um but yeah, yeah i've never really played pathfinder i i played three five um which i know that pathfinder is like kind of three five uh with yeah. some tweaks yeah and fifth edition definitely fits how i like to play a little bit more yeah as in like worrying a little less about roles and and the, kind of the i guess the crunchy elements of an rpg which i know some people obviously adore yeah. but yeah I, I i agree i'm i'm very much in the improvisational let's have fun rule of cool kind of mm -hmm. school of thought yeah yeah and and yeah I've, i'm currently dming one campaign and about to start another one um and i i think i'm doing myself to be the forever dm so i'm excited to to play a character today be a player yeah uh have have you done much one-on-one -on -one? i have never done one-on-one -on -one before which i'm i'm nice. very excited for i've always wanted to well we'll have to talk after to see see all your thoughts on it yeah with that i think it's time to jump into this episode of once upon a roll the kingdom of Cortia has thrived for over a thousand years. In that time, it has endured war against powerful enemies, outlasted deadly feuds between its lords, and fought against evil, both of this plane and others. However, during the most recent festival of the autumn sun, the sage's ritual revealed a nearly forgotten omen, the sign of Black Sun, a symbol only seen once before, and it almost led to the destruction of Cortia. Panicked, the common folk in the capital city rioted, and when the dust settled, the king was dead, and his two children had disappeared in the night. The lord of the city of Edgewood, Tom Dunn, restored peace to the capital, and with no heirs of the king anywhere to be seen, he decided to sit the throne and take the position of Lord Regent. This story takes place a little over a month after the Festival of the Autumn Sun, just south of the city of Fridia. You've been on the road for as long as you can remember, seeing sights, writing songs, and performing at any tavern that would have you. Your life on the road had been a modest one. Enough success to have food in your belly and a comfortable place to sleep, but rarely enough where anyone would remember your name after a performance. Rarely enough where people sought you out for hire. And never enough to fulfill those dreams you had as a child. In the past few weeks, though, things have been different. Your songs sound sweeter, your performances have been met with the same passion you put into them. And everyone remembers your name. Fiddlin Johnny. Hey. Every time people hear you play, it is a mystery of how you got so good. Some guess you were born a virtuoso. Others assume you trained for years at the Cortian University. Of course, you know that none of them are right. But it doesn't matter how you got so good. What matters is that you are so good. And that is how you found yourself here in the center of a camp filled with travelers making their way to Fridia. A fire crackles in front of you as the stars shine in the sky. Despite it being late fall, the air is warm. It often is this far north. You look around at the crowd with all of their eyes on you. It is filled with farmers and traders and even a few soldiers. This didn't start out as one group traveling, but as word of your performances made their way across the countryside, People wanted to see it, to see you. So tell me, uh, what do they see right now? So what they see is kind of like tall-ish, lean tiefling with bright red skin. Ever since my kind of like 
fame has taken over. I've been growing my hair out long. It's kind of falling shoulder length, and I've really started to get an eye for more glamorous outfits. Right now, I'm wearing, you know, like skin-tight pants and a, a kind of tattered shirt that reveals a little bit of skin. And at my hip, I've got a pan flute, which is my secondary instrument. And then I've always got with me my viol, um, who I have dubbed Stevie, um, <laughs> Stevie the fiddle. Mm -hmm. And it's nothing too fancy. It's kind of like a, a crackling old viol, but it's sacred to me. It's it's my buddy, my my touring friend. And right now, I'm kind of just reveling in all of the people seeing me walking with my head high. You know, I've been spending time kind of acting annoyed at giving out autographs, but actively kind of <laughs> seeking out people who want autographs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Are we dropping in the middle of a performance? Am I like yes, right it, on stage it's, now? Yeah, you know, it's your, your stage is kind of the center of a camp you know you're not elevated but there is like a circle of people around you as you stand next to a fire you know you've just been kind of traveling along and and yeah different people seem to find you and you know you're probably not making yourself hard to find yeah uh, to, to see your performances yeah yeah then i'm i'm probably i'm i'm standing up there and i'm kind of like playing up the fiddling like fiddling hard kind of stomping around with my hooves to get a bit of a almost like a tap dancing, you know, kind of beat going with my hooves as I'm doing this, banging my head and and just grinning and loving it, just kind of reveling in the adoring eyes of the crowd. OK, make a performance check. Oh, yeah, <laughs> that's going to be a 17, 17. Uh, which I believe is low for you. <laughs> yeah, that's a seven. That's yeah. me rolling a seven. <laughs> yeah. You you dance around and play your fiddle fast, and just the eyes of everyone are following you as you move around. In general, you get the sense, uh, as you kind of take in the audience, that these are not necessarily the most well-traveled folks. You, you, they probably kind of move up the coast from their farms, uh, or some small towns up to Fridia. They're not like world traveled. They haven't seen probably that many musicians and they've definitely not seen someone as good as you. You feel- That's because there's no one as good as me. <laughs> Fair and true. Uh, you can tell that this is not your best. Um, yeah. Which, which, you know, if that's uh, mentally like, oh, save it for <laughs> the people, you know, I don't need to- turn it up to a 30 on some peasants <laughs> yeah yeah it's it's definitely like uh, I, I i'm definitely holding back a little mm -hmm. because i actually think i might physically melt their minds yeah. <laughs> if i went as hard as i could yeah yeah so you you can tell this is not your a game but it is still more than enough uh for the people here who don't get live music all that much other than from family members who can barely hold a tune and yeah you keep dancing around for a long while with the fire moving along and at appropriate times people probably start clapping their hands and kind of dancing around as well yeah and then, I try to get some claps going, mm -hmm. uh, but also the claps are very off rhythm, you know, and it's it's not it, it, I, I don't say anything, but I'm kind of like looking down on these people that can't hold a rhythm a little mm -hmm. bit. 
as you give the final flourish of your performance and do a look out at the audience, you lock eyes with a man who is familiar to you. He has an elvish look about him and long salt and pepper hair that hangs down below his shoulders. There's a little smile that dances on his face and in the single moment you look at him, his eyes change color three times. Ooh, okay, okay. Um, and then the crowd the- erupts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the crowd's gonna kind of cheer and I'm gonna, you know, take a bow and give a bit of flourish to my bow, but s- silently in my head, I'm being like, what the fuck does he want this time? <laughs> yeah, and as, you know, you're kind of taking in the love of the crowd, you do see him uh, walking away from the performance towards the forest edge as, yeah, folks start to come up to you and, you know, a few give flowers, some try to hand you a drink, others drop coin. Uh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, I do deserve it. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of, like, linger a little and try to, you know, soak in the praise a little bit, but I'm definitely going to be like darting an eye to the forest. I'm not I'm not immediately going there, though. Mm -hmm. I'm definitely going to try to revel in the attention for a little bit and be like, no, 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 you're beautiful. You're you make this happen. This is all because of you, the fans. I am just a I'm just a humble artist. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and and you get you get the gamut of of people coming up to you and asking for different things, you know, flirtations. You also have like a a uh, father who comes up with his son is like, can you teach my boy how to play like you? You know, uh, it's just like every everything you can imagine gets gets thrown your way. Yeah. As as people are kind of giving me stuff, I'm also going to play it up. I'm going to use my prestidigitation just to do a little kind of a couple little sparkles and fireworks and just just things that that create this air of wonder around me a little bit yeah you know in general like Cortia is such a human-centric area it's not that tieflings don't exist uh, around you know the tieflings are a part of society but it's certainly like one who comes off as magical as you right one who especially these farmers in this area aren't used to seeing, there is certainly a lot of just interest in the mystery of you. Yeah, yeah. And and, I, and I'm definitely going to lean into that, especially I'm going to kind of look for anyone in the crowd of any gender who I find particularly handsome or attractive and try to kind of like lean in and eyeball them with this mystery a little bit. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you want to do a perception check? Yeah. Ooh. That's a 10. Really solid rolls off the top. (laughs) Yeah, you would see two people who kind of catch your eye. One is a soldier. He's taller, well-built, looks early 20s, probably. Uh, Yeah. Seems very kind of soft, I suppose. Like, he probably hasn't been in all that many fights. and Has, like, kind of a kind face, especially for a soldier. You also see a woman who has a handful of packs uh, next to her. You get the sense she probably delves in various trades and and is a merchant of some sort. She has long blonde hair and just a warm smile. Are they close to each other? You know, 10 10 feet. Yeah, close-ish. Okay, I'll go up to whichever one's kind of closer to me first, working my way through the crowd to them a little bit, and one at a time, I'm going to kind of go to them and I'm going to say, hey, I got to dip to the forest, but 
meet me in my tent after, eh? <laughs> and I, I guess I'll, I'll say that to the, the first one first, uh, whoever's closest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll say the soldier's closer. Yeah, so I'm going to I'm going to go up to him. I'm going to say, hey, hope hope you liked the show. I uh, I got a bit of business to do, but if you want to if you want to come, uh, you know, my tent is and I'm going to kind of point out where my tent is and be like, uh, I'd love to just, uh, you know, you know, you're a soldier. You, you fight. I'd love to love to talk about that and get to know you a little. OK, uh, roll just a straight charisma check. Ooh, that is a nat one. Okay. That's five. My die are really failing me. <laughs> he he kind of gives a look and you see like a little kind of flush come to his face, like slight embarrassment. He's like, uh, I, I have to be getting to, to bed soon. We're early send off in the morning. Um, best of luck to yeah. you. And kind of like well, turns that's, around. That's your loss. And I'm just like not even going to immediately <laughs> walk to the next one. Yeah. Hey, hey, you look you look like you got a lot of stuff in those bags there. Why don't you uh come to my tent in a minute and and show me what you got in your bags? <laughs> Roll another, another charisma. Yeah, just another charisma check. Oh, that's a 2. So that's a 6. <laughs> just two immediate strikeouts. Uh yeah, I'm going to I'm going to kind of sigh like rub my hand over my horns and be like, all right. Uh, she and, she and gives a smile uh, <laughs> as you're doing that and says, you are quite good at playing the fiddle, but your flirting could use a little work. <laughs> hey, 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 now I, I don't I don't really take notes on anything <laughs> about myself. So you have a nice night. Uh, maybe you'll come around someday and I'm going to w- walk off and start to head toward the woods. <laughs> All right. Yeah. You you head towards the forest edge. You do not see where exactly he's standing. Uh, you do know about where he went in. Yeah. So I'm going to kind of go over there and I, I'm going to take a quick look behind me to see if it, is there anyone kind of like explicitly watching me, you know, or are people kind of just. You know, Johnny just imagines people are always mm-hmm, watching him, mm-hmm. but he wants to see if there's anyone kind of like suspiciously watching him. Yeah, roll a perception check. Jesus, uh, that's an 11. Uh, I mean, you look back and everyone seems to be still at the camp. OK, I'm going to kind of like a little loudly say, all right, time to go blast a piss and then step into the woods. Yeah. All right. I mean, certainly you have gotten like a lot of adoring fans through reputation and a solid performance. Like you probably didn't have the kind of performance, right. That would lead to people wanting to be around you every second. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but, but that doesn't matter to John. Like he, he doesn't know that difference. Yeah. No, jo- Johnny's pretty convinced that everyone <laughs> adores him constantly. Yeah. So I'm going to step into the dark woods and kind of say, all right, what do you want? Yeah, as if he kind of appears as you speak, you see the elvish looking man leaning against a tree, uh, giving a little smirk. Uh, You know his name to be Alden Fanila, or at least that's the name he gave you. He gives a smile. Yes, yes, Alden. Uh, It was... Look at look at them. They love me. That wasn't even my best show. And they're they're just they're just fawning over me. I'm I really am spectacular, aren't I? Yeah, it was an OK performance. You've done better. 
Well, I You've can't... done worse, too. Okay, okay, well, unnecessarily harsh, I think. I can't be breaking out all the stops for, you know, the, the common rabble. It is interesting that you choose to keep doing these performances for campfires, small taverns. It's a little low stakes, don't you think? Well, you know, it's... Look, a lot of people are not super kind to uh to tieflings you know people judge me based on looks and you know look i you you know how the rich and powerful are i'm sure it would be a ton of fun to play for them but then they would all expect me to bow to them and you know to 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 stroke their massive egos and look i'm just I'm just a humble musician. I'm not I'm not about that sort of life. He kind of pushes off the tree and stands straight. You see he's quite tall. Uh, you know, in general, elves are typically, you know, shorter than humans and definitely typically a little shorter than tieflings, but but he stands oh, like maybe like six and a half feet tall. Uh, much, much taller than the typical elf. Yep. Well. Why did I give you these gifts if you're not going to use them in a good way? Well, what is it? What is a good way? I'm creating my my legend, my lore. You want to know who makes look, listen, I've I've sung a lot of songs about heroes. I've sung a lot of songs about famous lovers, all of these things. You want to know where these songs come from? They come from the people. They come from the people. So I'm getting my fame from the honest, good, hardworking folk. He just gives you a long stare and doesn't say anything back. Uh, okay, okay. Well, did you just did you just bring me in here to reprimand me? Well, yes. I have gifted you power. I've gifted you everything you wanted, and you're wasting it so far. Wasting it? That's that's harsh. That's that's look. Look, Alden, I know we I know we have our differences, but wasting my power, I mean, is wasting is my power, wasting, wasting the power <laughs> that, that exists is is this wasting it? And I'm going to pull out my pan flute and play a little melody. Roll a performance check. All right. Don't fail me now, dice. If, if this is another bad roll, I'm going to need to run and grab different die. This guy's going to go into die jail. Oh, that's a nat one. I'm one second. I'm going to grab another die. All right. I am back. I, it it does need to be said, said that the nat one is still an 11 performance. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, so you pull out the flute and, and give a little performance. Uh, you know, it's by most people's standards, pretty decent, you know. For someone who has been <laughs> gifted special talent from some being, it is abysmal. Uh, it's a little <laughs> shaky at points. And and yeah, really the stare with no like response to your performance starts to kind of right, get to you a bit, making you make a few uh. mistakes throughout. You've grown so accustomed, right, to cheers and smiles and, and people dancing along. So for Alden to just look at your performance stone-faced, <laughs> no reaction is unsettling. 
I'm going to kind of like put the pan flute down and like a clear kind of like crack in this, you know, egotistical facade is going to appear. And I'm going to hang my head a little and be like, okay, okay, what? So you want me to to go go play for for what the the high courts? Is that what you want? Do you want me to what what, what do you want from me? Well, no, that's what you should want. That's what you should do. Now, I can give you opportunities to do that for a favor in return. Well, don't I already owe you a favor? Didn't you hold? Isn't this whole thing a favor sort of arrangement? You're understanding. Good. Okay. So how how am I going to how am I going to get into get into the high courts? You know, how am I going to get into uh, um, I, I look, I just I don't really know how to navigate that life. Um, I don't really know how the fancy folk work. He uh, takes a step towards you and like puts his arm around your shoulder and says, and that is what I'm here to help you with. And that's why you've come to the right person as your patron. I can get you a performance in the courts of Fridia for the soon-to-be lady, soon-to-be new lady of Fridia, Bailey of Orkuth. Ooh, ooh, okay, okay, I like, so I'm envisioning now, I haven't been in too many courts, but I'm envisioning giant columns, um, maybe, maybe get some, you know, some spellcasters have flames, you know, when I, when I come out shooting up into the sky, uh, <laughs> an amphitheater, maybe, maybe like, like 40, 50,000 people, um, would I'm just I'm just spitballing here. What are you What are you feeling? Can oh, we this make... would be for her bridal shower, but I'm uh, sure one oh, day you can okay. leverage it into something bigger. He gives a little smile. She's to marry the new lord of Fridia, Frederick Tylan. Terrible business. What happened to his father? He was murdered at the Fury Festival right in front of Sweet Balia. Frankly, I just don't think festivals are safe anymore in Cortia. At least not for the nobles. Uh, yeah, okay, so so this is more of a private gig sort of deal, then. Small show, yes. Most of the ladies and, and noble folk within 100 miles of Fridia will be there. Do you like noble ladies? More of a place to make a name for yourself. Get some adoring fans. I, I, he gives okay, a smile. You, okay, you had me at adoring fans. That's, <laughs> that's all. Why didn't you open with that? A great way to network make some connections, be known, be known in a place that matters. Okay. 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 So l look, I, I, I want to apologize. Cause I came in here thinking you were gonna, you were gonna, you know, offer me some, some, some nonsense, but this, this all actually sounds very fun. This I'm, I, I, in hindsight, I may have been a little combative off the top, you know, the endorphins from the performance. I just I struck out twice in a row, which which does not happen. So <laughs> I think I can I think we're working on the same page here. I can I can work with this. Hmm. Good. Well, there is something I'll need you to do first. A bit of a favor. Uh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, OK. Yep. Yeah, here's here's the catch. It's right. Write a song praising you. Right. I'm. Look, I, I'm not great at taking requests, but I'll, I'll put it to work. Well, this is more of something that will 
be able to become a song of your own. You sing Ooh. songs of other people, but maybe some about yourself. Build your own legend. Okay, okay. So, so what is this favor? I'm there's some vibes that I'm getting here. So, can you just can we just cut to the chase? What do you want from me? Yes. There's a beast roaming the outskirts of the Verbin Mountains, just to the west. A, a beast? More specifically, a manticore. A manticore. Um, what do I know about manticores? I'll say roll a history check. Uh, that's a sixteen. Okay. I mean, I imagine in general you have done some studies of various beasts for your stories. Yeah. Uh, manticores in general are a dangerous creature that is a mixture of some different beasts. It has, you know, the head of a lion, the the tail of a scorpion. They shoot spikes, uh, and and some breeds of it can, in fact, fly around. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna kind of be like, uh. So you want you want me to to f kill hunt this manticore? Oh yes. Uh, why? Well, it has been attacking some lesser fae who like to cross over into the material plane. Okay. Uh, and it is in my domain, so it is something that should be handled. And who better to do it than you? Yeah. Look, I I'm not fighting's not usually my thing, but. For a, for a good friend, you said you'll get me into the courts? Yes. A private audience? Yes. Okay, okay. Um, so, mountains to the west? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, um, and how, how should I... I should just, like... Uh, <laughs> Johnny's clearly kind of, like, <laughs> flustered with the, the concept of this, so, he's, so I just... I just walk westward until i see a manticore and then i shoot him with that thing you taught me right well, that's one way to handle it they are uh, quite strong so you might want to have some plan going in I, I that sounded like a plan to me well maybe i'll play a song for it yes i'll lull it to sleep with a song and then chop its head off there we go that's a that's a that's a good tale that feels like one of the great heroic tales of old a smile kind of dances on his face can you make an insight check for me yeah 10 okay you don't really know how to read the expression uh he seems entertained okay okay all right so this is this is like when is this um you know bridal party that i'm i'm gonna play how how much time do i have for this you have a week Okay. Okay. All right. Uh, is there is there anything is there anything else I should know about this manticore? I feel like l l no no offense, but I've I've sung enough songs about um your your kind, can I say that? About um, you know, fey folk uh to to know that you're you've always got like catches and stuff and I feel like I feel like this is going to be some kind of a, a trick you're playing on me. Well, I think the catch is that you're doing this job for me, right? That makes an alarming amount of sense. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Uh, does reach to his side and pull out a bag that he hands to you. I do need you to collect a few things from it. Some claws, fangs, uh, most importantly, okay. the end of its tail. End of its tail. Okay. Okay. 
you you brewing up a stew or something? Well, it's just good materials to have for different things that I may need. Okay. All right. That sounds that sounds f- fine to me, I suppose. Um and you 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 promise if I do this I'll I'll get in with the court? Yes. Okay. Okay. Let's let's do this then. I'm I'm Johnny's kind of like nodding and kind of like, you know, setting himself up you know okay okay uh so i will i'll go i'll get some rest and then on the morrow uh i will go kill a kill a manticore i guess he smiles looking forward to it i very am not (laughs) he kind of steps backwards you know not like uh turning away from you uh but you do see him kind of fade away he says don't die i try not to i make a habit of it (laughs) all right i'm gonna collect myself for a moment like just to enjoy a moment of silence uh where i don't need to kind of put on for people and then i'm gonna walk back out of the woods toward my tent okay as you start walking back, you notice that everyone at the camp is still there up having drinks and having fun. A few other people have started to play music that like is probably a little harmful to your ears. <laughs> but yeah, you're able to head back to your tent uh, where no one is in it. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm briefly going to consider trying to find someone in it. Then I decide, no, I should probably just get on this manticore business. There's going to be a whole lot of willing people at the court if I'm able to do this. So I'm going to I'm going to quickly look to see just through kind of my like notes and various books and stuff like that to see if there's any stories that I can find about manticores and any particular kind of like weaknesses they have or any mythical tales of people slaying manticores or anything. Okay. Just do an intelligence check as you're kind of like okay. reading over your book. You're trying to get as much information as possible. Five. Five. <laughs> I have not rolled above ten once this entire session. <laughs> Rough shit. It's all right. I'm saving it all up for the manticore. Yeah. Like any beast, territorial, dangerous, not necessarily highly intelligent, weaknesses, you know, your stories you feel like have story weaknesses, right? <laughs> a silver sword for a beast. Yeah. Or, you yeah. Know, and but you know, like, eh, not really. Like, <laughs> it doesn't yeah. actually do much. Uh, so you're not able to find anything other than like surface level uh, fairy tale right. answers. Yeah. In that case, then I'm just going to uh, I'm just going to go to sleep. OK. As you try to fall asleep, you know, you can still hear the noises and the revelry outside. Eventually, though, your your eyes close and you drift off and you wake up the next morning to not revelry, but people going about their business, packing up and getting ready to go to the next place. Yeah, I'm going to kind of like go around the camp and see if I can if, if I've heard anyone that's heard anything about a manticore west of here just kind of trying to make some small talk and asking around and like asking has there been any you know trouble in the hills or anything like that specifically from kind of soldierly looking types okay do you want to go to the specific soldier who shot you down or (laughs) um 
I'll I'll try to uh, I'll try to avoid him okay. if I see him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You go to people who you would assume have some sort of intel from the general area, and yeah, you know, one older looking fella who who definitely seems like his fighting days are behind him, but he he still marches in uniform. Uh, say, uh, we have heard of different beasts along the Vermin Mountains. There often are many around there that are dangerous. That's why the place is avoided. And what's the best way to the Vermin Mountains? Are you looking for speed or safety? Uh, probably, well, how long would the safe route take? Well, it'd probably be, a, you'd want to travel north for a while to get close to Fridia up to Thailand's bridge, and then you'd have to head back home about three days. And, and the speedy route? Maybe a day. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I'll, what's how? How do I get there fast? Well, you just cut west and cross Thailand's Fury, the river. Oh, but there's no bridge. I just get across it. Yeah, the nearest bridge that's still intact is near Fridia, so that would be a day and a half north. Still uh, intact? Is there one that's not intact? Yeah, there was one that has been broken down a fair bit. Um, They've been saying they'd repair for a while. It's not the, it was never the most sturdy thing, a rope bridge, uh, just used for quick back and forth, but most of the middle is gone by now. Oh, that's, that's, I can deal with that. Thank you so much, kind sir. He kind of like draws out, you know, a little like general vicinity, you know, with a few yeah. like landmarks in the area so you'd be able to find it without too much trouble. All right. In that case, uh, I guess it's I'm kind of cracking my knuckles and it's, it's time to go adventuring. And I'm going to set off from the camp and kind of head toward the the general map he drew me and the, the river. All right. You head that direction, carrying your various things. Do you look at the bag that Alden gave you? Oh, yeah, yeah, I should look at that. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll look into the bag. As you look into it, you've seen something similar before. You've never had one yourself, but you've seen a bag that looks very close to this where people just kept pulling things out of it that did not seem like they could possibly uh, fit. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to kind of like reach inside and see if I can feel around what for just if I can get any sense of what's in there. Yeah. You reach around and you don't feel anything in there. Okay. Okay. Well, that's that's interesting. Can I roll like Arcana on this? Yeah. Uh, 14? 14. Yeah. I mean, you would know this to be a bag of holding and, yeah. and typically you think of the thing you want that's in it, if there is anything in it, and it'll come to you. I'm going to try to think of, just vaguely kind of think of weapons and reach in and see if anything happens. <laughs> so just kind of like you're walking along with your hand in the bag and yeah, you're like, yeah. short sore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Got it. You go through a bunch and when you get to dagger, uh, a dagger appears in your hand. Oh, okay. I'm going to take the dagger out and take a look at it. Does it look like it's a, a magical dagger or just a regular old dagger? It looks like a pretty regular old dagger. It's not like a thin dagger for throwing, you know, it's it, you kind of get the sense like it's almost probably better at like using for harvesting things. 
Yeah, yeah. Okay, I'm definitely gonna keep that in mind for when I gotta chop up this manticore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll I'll keep that in mind, and I think I'll keep the dagger on my person just in case. Okay. Yeah, and then I'm gonna continue until I see the river. Yeah, you hear the river long before you see it, and then you're able to make your way to it. As you're kind of looking about your approximation of where you're supposed to be versus where you think you might be, you you do head south for a little while, walking along it, and eventually you see in the distance some flimsy strings going across <laughs> it. The river itself is uh, massive, and, and it, is, it is roaring quickly. It's probably like... 60 feet across um all things considered and i mean this part isn't necessarily the most rocky it's hard to see how deep it is um you get the sense that this is not like an easy place to ford right now by walking uh, at least not this part uh, maybe if you're a very strong swimmer <laughs> but but yeah are there any like rocks or anything in the middle of the river certainly yes uh it, it's not necessarily like littered with them but there are occasional rocks at various points can i see a rock that looks like i might be able to kind of like stand on it within like 30 feet of me yeah roll roll just a perception check oh that's a good roll all right finally that's a 24 okay good roll yeah so you're looking and immediately you find one that's about 30 feet in kind of the center of it and and you take a look and for a moment, you're like, this would be a good one. And then you see like it is covered in really slick moss. Mm. So you kind of get the sense that there would be some risk to it. Yeah, I think hmm, I think I'm still going to try it. Uh, I, I'm I'm going to misty step onto the moss. <laughs> We'd love to Mossy see it. rock. All right. <laughs> so with your knowledge that there is moss on it, like you're probably, I imagine, bracing yourself. And yeah, <laughs> yeah. Kind of, I'm kind of like getting getting into a low position and getting ready to make sure I don't slip and stuff yeah. like that. Let's just do a dexterity check at advantage. OK. That is an 18. 18. Yeah, you cast your misty step and turn into a little cloud of vapor for a moment and then immediately appear on the rock. Your foot sets on and it, it slips an inch, but you're able to like put a hand down and, and bounce yeah. yourself. Hooves aren't great on mossy rocks, mm-hmm. but <laughs> um, and then and then so the other end of the river is like 30 feet from me around there. I'll, I'll say it seems like. It's a little bit further than the distance you just went. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Just a little bit further. Okay. Do I know if I could like misty step there or even like misty step onto like kind of like the edge of the riverbank or something like that? Yeah. I mean, just general, like knowing your spell and knowing about where you are in comparison, you get the sense like you could get to like being in water that's hopefully shallow you know (laughs) um over there you kind of be on the edge you also are like well maybe if i just like jumped a bit (laughs) i'd be able to make the distance uh you definitely would be close it's not like super far it's just a little further away i'm gonna uh johnny's not great at jumping Mm -hmm. um athletics aren't really his strong point so he's gonna try to misty step just kind of toward the shore and hope it's not that deep there 
like basically as close to the edge as he can get. He's gonna break out his pan flute and do a little do 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 do, and at the as the melody ends, he pops out of existence with the <laughs> misty step. Okay, roll just a d twenty for me. Oh great, love this. Four. Four. You pick a place that you think is going to be good, and as soon as you appear, you feel water like to your waist, uh, and it is pushing you back. I need you to make a strength saving throw. Great. Great. Nat 20. <laughs> Nat 20. I don't awesome. Know, I, Perfect yeah. timing to get a good roll. I don't roll. know how I'm hitting good on my rolls that I have nothing good on and rolling yeah. terrible on my op stats <laughs> you feel it pushing you but you hold on you take a step forward uh you don't have like minus five to strength right? uh, no <laughs> i've got minus one to strength not that it would matter okay minus one yeah, still, so 19 19 still, still way yeah. way above what you yeah. need um yeah you take a step forward and another step and and easily enough you're able to move forward <sighs> and get onto the shore i kind of climb up and dust myself off a little and go ah this adventuring thing's easy um and I'm going to, you know, just take a, a, a brief moment and, yeah, just kind of keep keep walking westward as best I can. What are the surroundings on this side of the river? Yeah, so largely it's a foresty area kind of alongside of it, you know, and, and even though it, it is fall, north is a warmer climate here. So, you know, it, it's probably like you know, what Texas is like. Okay, fall. yeah. <laughs> you know, so not tons, you know, maybe some foliage falling up, but not so much the massive colors you might get um, in other locations. And there's this old broken down bridge. Is there like an old ro- road coming from it? Uh, it seems like a dirt path. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll kind of, I'll try to follow this dirt path and kind of look to see if I see, you know, any signs of really anything any civilization at all any people at all or anything like that or if i'm just kind of going deeper into the wilds yeah uh roll perception 13 okay you walk along the path and i mean in general especially given the state of this bridge you assume it is not the if it was a very important yeah spot of travel <laughs> this bridge would be fixed yeah. you know it wouldn't be here it looks like it has been long broken right it's not like just that the wood snapped it is that the wood is rotten yeah and and yeah as you kind of look around no it seems mostly like wild okay do i see am i near the uh the vermin mountains yeah yeah so uh you know as you probably walk i mean how long do you want to follow the path, I suppose? As long as it keeps going westward, I, okay. I suppose I'll follow it. Or I'm, I'm assuming I can probably, like, see the mountains on the horizon. Yes, yeah. Probably from about where you are, you know, around seeing the river, you'd be able to see them. It's not the biggest mountain yeah. range out there. And uh, by some people's standards, they maybe wouldn't be classified as mountains, but it is what long ago lord tylan of Ferdia determined that it was a yes. mountain range <laughs> other people might call it hills more <laughs> yeah but but they are big hills yeah. right like you know it is it is big hills and uh, there is rocky terrain as well right yeah where, where certainly maybe caves exist but it is not by any means um you know you you've been around cortia you've probably seen what is like the very famous mountain range known as the belt right which is just these massive 
massive cliff sides. And, and this is like nothing in comparison. You yeah. Know? Yeah. That makes sense. How long, like what time of day is it now? How long have I been walking? By this point, probably mid-afternoon. Probably took about half a day to get to the river. And then as you're moving along, yeah, getting close to the mountains, about another half day. Uh, I think I'll probably, you know, eat some of my rations, just take a bit of a break, and then, you know, kind of keep going toward the mountains. Okay. Yeah. You know, you rest up some and eventually, you know, keep moving that direction and find yourself pretty pretty close to the base of of the mountain you know if you if you'd like to walk up to it it'd probably be a few hundred feet away and i'd say around this time is the the sun is starting to set in the sky okay yeah Uh, if the sun's starting to set in the sky i think i'm gonna kind of before going into the mountains i think i'm gonna just you know set up my tent and kind of set up camp And I don't think I'm going to go into the mountains at night. That seems scary. So I'm going to kind of set up camp and just, you know, tune up my viol a little and and hang out a little under the idea that I'll probably take a long rest and then in the morning go deeper into the mountains. Okay, cool. You set up your camp. Do you look out for a specific spot to try to set it or? Yeah, just somewhere kind of like tucked a little off the road under a tree Mm -hmm. you know somewhere with a bit of shelter but nothing like i'm not looking for anything like i'm i'm not exerting myself looking for somewhere to rest yeah 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 (laughs) yeah but not just like oh i'm in the middle of a field yeah Yeah. exactly (laughs) all right yeah you you find it a solid enough spot that's a little tucked away and gives you privacy and and makes you somewhat difficult to just spot on a glance and yeah set up your camp set up your tent it's a nice night for it. In fact, most of the nights have been pretty nice as you've been traveling along. A string of good luck. And yeah. Uh, I, I'm going to try to long rest. Yeah. All right. The night passes without any real distractions. Uh, there is a point where you probably are startled awake because you hear uh, some noise in your camp and a little fear. I mean, I, I suppose it's either fear may bubble up in you or you know i will destroy anything no i (laughs) comes my way whatever you think makes sense i I think it's a little more fear i think i think the Mm -hmm. the i think fiddling johnny's got a lot of a lot of bravado exterior on the exterior yeah 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 (laughs) (laughs) that's what i figured um you know and you're like oh gosh a beast is here uh and and then you see like the eyes of a raccoon pop out that's been digging in your pack like eating some of your rations yeah okay i'm gonna tell it to scamper off um and yeah finish off my night yeah Uh, the rest of it goes uninterrupted all right so uh, johnny's gonna kind of wake up roll up his pack and you know he's heard a lot of stories of heroes fighting beasts and stuff like that so he's going to use his thaumaturgy to make his voice boom loud and say, Manticore, come face me. <laughs> Is this meant to be like an intimidating sort of thing, you think, or just making noise? I think it's I think it's kind of meant to be a little intimidating. Yeah. OK. Roll an intimidation check. Thirteen. Yeah. You y- yell your challenge out. As, as you've read in the stories, <laughs> you hear the sound of birds in a nearby tree uh, flying away, <laughs> startled by your yell. But that is it, unfortunately. <sighs> well, I'm going to kind of 
go in toward the mountains then uh kind of walk toward the hill and see if i see any kind of i'm not i'm not much of a a naturey person but i'm gonna see if i can sense any sort of tracks or anything like that okay let's do a survival check then four four <laughs> you know you are walking along and uh following different paths and you see a lot of tracks and and some of them seem like small animals and some of them seem like big animals and then you realize some of them oh these are mine damn uh, <laughs> but nothing that like really stands <sighs> out to you okay i'm gonna i'm gonna see if i can call my boy alden i'm gonna say alden alden you you around you here buddy uh, you hear no response, but you certainly can keep going. Okay. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of be like, well, you know, Alden, if if you're around, I'm here. I'm looking for the Manticore. Um, I don't know. Look, I'm not a hunter, so if you could just point me in the direction. Otherwise, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna keep walking into these hills. I'm probably just talking to myself right now. Um, all right. Wish me luck. <laughs> Roll just another d20. 19. You feel the uh, bow of your fiddle like vibrating a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to I'm going to kind of like take my fiddle out and kind of wave it around and see if it vibrates more or less in any given direction. Yeah. And as you point at this direction, kind of the southwest yeah you can definitely feel like it shaking harder all right i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of keep walking with my bow out in front of me like a divining rod (laughs) (laughs) shadow of the colossus yeah exactly (laughs) all right you you continue following that path um you get the sense like you could probably follow just the natural paths that are around and maybe get there, but you don't know exactly where everything will twist and turn. Or you can kind of try to every once in a while, you know, like climbing a little part of the mountain to take the more direct path. Yeah, I'm going to try to take the more direct path. Johnny's kind of like, look, I just want to get this over with as fast as I can and go party with court people. (laughs) Got it. All right, then make an athletics check. Oh, great. 13. 13. Not bad. Johnny's reconsidering his career a little now. He's like, I'm <laughs> I'm stronger than I thought. Yeah, you're able to move through it decently enough. You know, uh, you're definitely tired, but not so tired that you're making mistakes and slipping and falling and not so tired that you have to take a point of exhaustion. Uh, <laughs> That's very good. <laughs> but but definitely, uh, you know, are, are, are sweaty and feeling the effects of it a bit, but you're doing all right. You also like, while you are putting a lot of focus, you're not putting so much focus where you're not paying attention at all to the vibrations of the bow or your surroundings. So you are not completely taken off guard when you feel like it's starting to shake. Oh no. (laughs) Way, way more. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. As it, as it starts to shake way, way more, I'm going to try to kind of crouch and, See if I can't stealth and sneak in that direction a little. All right, yeah, roll a stealth check. Six. <laughs> Six, okay. I am convinced that I am very good at stealthing right now. 
Yeah. You are stealthing as you are moving down like a slanted yeah. rock face and like rocks are <laughs> tumbling down. You have no cover. <laughs> and also like you don't really notice it in this moment, but like the the vibration <laughs> of the bow is just like <laughs> Yeah, I've just kind of become so accustomed to the vibration that I'm not even really realizing yeah. that it's making a sound. Okay. So yeah, you are quote unquote stealthing. Make a perception check for me. Uh, 10. 10. Okay. You do not see it, but you hear a noise. It sounds somewhere between a roar and a hiss. Okay, that's gotta be, where's, where's the noise coming from? This one, it, it's not even where the bow is directly pointing. You get the feeling that with the bow right now, you are so close to it that like yeah. energy just all, all around is emitting. Uh, this one would be a little bit to your east. All right. I'm going to kind of like take out my veal and prepare myself and look that way and see if I can find a manticore. Yeah, you look in the direction that you heard the noise. You know, you feel your bow vibrating you're like, oh, I must, I, I'm sneaking up on this beast. But then you think to yourself, but wait, why would it be making some sort of roaring or hissing noise out of nowhere? And then you see probably about a hundred feet to your east, wings in the sky, flapping the head with the mane of a lion and, and a face that almost has a weird mixture of both lion and humanoid to a degree. Uh, a long tail shaped like a scorpion with spikes just all along the side of it, flying oh, towards geez. you. Oh, oh, geez. Okay. Can I ready an action? My question would be, is your goal to engage right now? Yeah, yeah. essentially it would be, yeah. Then let's roll initiative. <laughs> Uh, that's a four. All right. It will fly towards you. E shocking. <laughs> uh, yeah, it, it gets 50 feet closer to you, and you see its tail kind of curl up, and you see three things just start flying towards you. Uh, it seems like spikes are coming off, just shooting oh, off the tail. Oh, jeez. So, first... Does a 10 hit? No. Does, does a 10 hit? <laughs> no. Uh, does a 12 hit? Uh, 12 matches, so yep. Okay, cool. You take five piercing damage as one of the spikes just hits, like just grazes past your arm, like blood starts spilling down it. Uh, you see like it definitely hits you and, and goes past and you see it just stick like into a rock. Um, is it within 60 feet of me? Uh, it is 50 feet from okay. me right now, yeah. Uh, I'm gonna use my reaction to use my infernal legacy and hellish rebuke it. Hell yeah, let's go. <laughs> yeah, so cool. it spikes at me and then I'm gonna say, uh, I'm gonna say, foul beast do not do not take me I'm, I'm just trying to talk like a hero but don't really know yeah. how <laughs> okay so i use my reaction it needs to make a dex saving throw and the save dc is 15 okay uh 11 all right so now it takes 2d10 fire damage oh nice tieflings baby Seven fire damage. 
yeah, it kind of blasts on one of its wings and it turns a little bit and keeps flapping and, and moving towards you. All right, let's see what this Fey bargain can give me. I'm gonna channel my powers, say, this one's for you, Alden, and hit it with an Eldritch Blast. That is 14 to hit. 14 just hits, yeah. All right, and ooh, that is seven damage. Nice. Yeah, seven force damage as a beam of crackling energy. I'm gonna Eldritch Blast out of my viol bow. Kind of like a like Expelliarmus, you know. <laughs> okay. <laughs> cool, cool. Yeah, I think I think that's gonna be I think that's gonna be it. All right. I think in the moment, seeing you hitting it from a distance, it is going to just continue to move towards you and just pull up like right in your face as it gets up to you and screams out. Uh, and it is going to make uh, many attacks on you. <laughs> So first is going to take a bite at you. Yep. 14. Uh, yeah, I will. I'll cutting words that one. Okay. As it bites at me, I'm going to say, your breath smells awful. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Subtract six from that. Nice. All right. Then eight, right? So yep. definitely a miss. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it does not understand English. <laughs> Well, actually, it says they, they do know common, yeah. I suppose. They, they can't understand bits of it. Uh, it does not really take personal offense, but the noise does disrupt <laughs> yeah. it up where, where what would have made purchase misses. Uh, it is then going to swing its claws at you twice. Yep. 23 to hit. Yeah, that, that, that maybe hits. <laughs> For six damage. All right. And then a seven. Uh, that doesn't hit. I would be cool. really fucked if a seven hit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. It gets you with the claw once. You were able to push off the bite with your words and just duck under the other claw. Awesome. All right. Let's have some fun. We are going to cast Tasha's Hideous Laughter on it. So it's got to make a DC 15 wisdom saving throw, unless it has intelligence score of four or less. If its intelligence is four or less, it's not affected. It is higher than four. That's good news. <laughs> not much higher, but it is higher. I All was right. I was worried that was a distinct yeah. possibility. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you say to try to pull out this hideous laughter? I'm actually gonna not say anything. I'm gonna draw my bow across my veal and make a wah, wah, wah <laughs> sound after it misses its last attack. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, and, and DC 15 wisdom save. Yep. That is a 12. All right, so it falls prone. Yeah, this thing just starts chuckling at this noise, uh, almost like hyena-like in, in, in how it sounds. You can see like it's like looking at its legs confused and it, it falls down to the ground. Then I think with it prone, I'm going to back off 30 feet from it. Okay, cool, 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 cool. All right, so it has to make a wisdom save. 11. It is still there laughing. All right, after backing off, this is this is Fiddlin' Johnny's elite combat <laughs> knowledge. After <laughs> after running back and waiting for it, he's going to run back up and drop a third level thunder wave on its face. Love to see it. <laughs> Love to see it. So that's a con save of 15. Con save. Uh, it got an 18, so it saves. Okay, so I'm pretty sure it's still half damage and it's not. 
pushed back. Yeah. I cast at third level, so that's 4d8. Ooh, oh, we like that. That's <laughs> 6, 12, 17, 18. Nice. That's right. I mean, other than the one. Yeah. I mean, yeah. That's, that's good. Six, damage. six, five, one. That's pretty solid. Yeah. And then it gets to make its uh, against the hideous laughter. 19. So it, it will be back up. But yeah, so you <laughs> sprint up, uh, create a, a blast of thunder just emanating out from you. It does hold its ground, but you do see it like just buffeted by this sound. Uh, it is starting to look uh, a little bloodied, still still healthy yeah. enough, but you, you are starting to notice the effects of the battle on it. And its eyes dart to you as it like starts to lift itself up. Is there anywhere around that looks like it might provide some sort of cover for me? You can do a quick perception check. Yeah, okay. For free? I'll let you do it for free. Okay. 14? You know, there's a bush or two. There's uh, some bigger rocks. I'm going to misty step into a bush. Okay, cool, cool. (laughs) (laughs) So Johnny's fighting style, he makes it laugh, runs away, runs forward, does the thunder wave misty mm-hmm. steps away? Yeah, <laughs> a real trained fighter here. You are in a bush. Uh, you don't get to roll a stealth check, but you're there. Um, <laughs> yep. You know, is it going to be enough cover? Time will time will tell. Shawnee has no idea about this stuff. Uh, what I'll say is, I will have it make a roll. I'm assuming the DC is not going to be very high on the that. The DC roll. is quite low. This is pretty close to a nat one check. Uh, yep. <laughs> but we'll give it to you, you know? It's a creative use of stuff. Uh, unfortunately, it was a 12. So it <laughs> turns and uh, sees you easily enough, and it's going to run at you and make some more bite and claw attacks. Yep. That is a 15. Yeah, we're going to cutting words that <laughs> <Okay>. one. <laughs> Six subtracted from it. Yeah, that'll miss. Yep. And I'm going to say, I told you already, get a mint or something. <laughs> Choose some mint. It roars out at you and then swings with its claws twice. Uh, that's a natural 20. I don't love that. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be a total of eight damage. Okay. That could have been a lot could worse. Could be worse. So a one and a four on the D6s could, could be worse. So yeah, as you give your quip about the breath, it just slam across the face, and then the second claw comes your way, and that's an 11. That does not hit. Which, yeah, just misses. My turn again? Yep. Let's drop another third level thunder wave <laughs> on this motherfucker. All right. So again, with the fiddle, gonna play a little lick, and then it's gonna be a, uh, I'm gonna do a dive bomb on the uh, on the fiddle, where I like, I pull across the and then the thunder wave is going to be the boom. Awesome. All right. Uh, and that's DC 15? 15 con. Con. That's a six. Oh, baby. Do me well, die. Do me well. Okay. So that's 18 damage. Okay. And the 18 last time was halved, correct? Yeah. yeah. But not this time. But Sweet. this time it is pushed 10 feet away from me. Okay. As it's pushed, and I don't know if this is rules as written, but it's the way I've always played because it's so much more fun. As it is moving out of your melee range, uh, it does provoke an attack of opportunity. The thing is, I'm holding my veal and the bow, so I guess I could like 
punch it like kind of an unarmed attack yeah yeah with the bow in my hand yeah yeah all right uh we'll we'll roll an unarmed strike there oh that is a dirty 20. that'll hit and i have a minus one strength so that does uh. zero damage <laughs> yeah okay it was worth it though, right? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely just punching it as it's flying back. Yeah. More insult than injury yeah. in this case. Um, cool. So it was pushed 10 feet back. I'm gonna try to run my maximum distance so I'm 40 feet away from it. 40 feet away. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll just drop a healing word on myself. Sweet. And I'll just sing myself a little lullaby to heal myself. Just, it's okay, Johnny, you're doing okay. You're not gonna get hurt or die. Um, and regain five hit points. Cool. That's turn. Sweet. It now having some distance and kind of getting messed up when it's been around you is going to flap its wings and get back into the sky. It, it probably oh. flies up around like 50 feet away from you. Okay. And it is going to shoot three tail spikes at you. Yeah. Yeah. A 10. Nope. Can't I just kill my players? <laughs> a 12. Uh, yep. And... 19. Yep. Okay, cool. First one does seven damage. Okay. Second one does five. Okay. Just two shoot out at you again. One kind of hits your lower leg and just blood starts pouring down. Um, the other, like, ow, ow, hits ow, uncomfortably ow, ow. close to your hand, right? Not my fingers! Uh, <laughs> Not my beautiful fingers! It's the only thing that matters! <laughs> All right. It's like 50 feet away? 50 feet, yeah. I'm going to move kind of 30 feet further away from it and drop an Eldritch Blast on it because 120 feet is a nice amount of range to have. Yeah, yeah, for sure. All right, roll a to hit. 16 to hit. 16 hits. Oh, one. <laughs> uh, cool. Yeah. Kind of grazes its side. Yeah, and then I think I'm going to drop another healing word on myself. You're Smart okay, Johnny. <laughs> You're doing okay. You're not going to die. Uh, oh, nice. That one will heal eight. Nice. Yeah, that's turn. Cool. I think it's pretty comfortable in this position just trying to snipe at you and you're still in its range. So yeah, it's gonna shoot three more tail spikes at you. Yep. Uh, an eight to hit, so that'll miss. A 16 to hit. Yep. Uh, and then a 22. So yep. Okay. Getting a little heavy here. Yep. That'll be... 14 damage. Oh, don't love that. that hit you. Don't love that. Okay. All right. We might need to, we might need to do some things here. <laughs> so it's how high in the air is it? I was thinking of it like it was about 50 feet away from you at a diagonal. Then you moved another 30 feet. So I'm bad at math, so I can't <laughs> figure out the exact distance. I, it's about 30 feet in the air. Okay. Um... All right, I think I think we gotta. And how's it looking? It doesn't seem like it's on its last limb. 
but it is definitely bleeding. It definitely seems to kind of be close to panic mode. It's like still 50 feet away from me. Uh, so no, you have moved 30 more feet. It's about 80 feet away. It's about 30 feet high. And then, you know, Pythagoras theorem, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> who knows? Uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I think we're just gonna shoot another Eldritch Blast at it. Big money, big money, no whammy. Nat 20s, nat 20s, all day. That's a, a, a two, so that's nine. <laughs> <laughs> you got half of it. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't think that's how math works. <laughs> <laughs> all right, yeah, it uh, just <laughs> flies wide. All right, then I got to drop another cure wounds on myself. Or, or healing word? Uh, yeah, yeah, healing word, rather. Cool, yeah, cool. not cure wounds. That's going to be five. Love rolling ones on my heels. Ooh, yeah. Cool. Yeah, and then I'm going to... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run 30 feet toward it now. <laughs> okay, cool. So, yeah, you're, you're about 50 feet away. Yeah. Um, on an angle, and it's still 30 feet in there. All right. Um, yeah, I mean, it feels like it's winning this phase of the fight. Uh, <laughs> so it does not have much of a reason to uh, change its distance from you. Yeah. You can see that the spikes on its tail are starting to thin out. Okay. Uh, there seem to be about half as many as... Oh, there's still... <laughs> okay, that's... Started there. there are still, that's still a there lot. There are still a bunch on there. Uh, but, but it doesn't seem like it can infinitely shoot you from the sky. Now, can you outlast uh, these shots? It, only only the gods can tell. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it'll, it'll shoot uh, three more at you. Yeah. Ooh, some nat two action. It matched that. yours. <laughs> that is a 15. We're going to cutting words, that one. Okay. Really running out of words to cut, but... <laughs> And when the range is 60 feet on cutting words, right? Yeah, within 60 feet, yeah. Sweet, you're good. Uh, I am not good, because that's only going to subtract one. No! <laughs> okay, so that'll hit, and uh, a nine. So that will miss. Okay. There's been worse rounds. Yep. <laughs> uh, and hey, it rolled a one on damage, so that's four damage. All right, all right. Oh, what do we have here? So it's like 30 feet in the air. Yeah, 30 feet in the air, about 50 from you. Cool. I am running out of spell slots, I'll <laughs> tell you that. <laughs> I think I'm going to try to make my way back into a bush and actively try to hide this time. Okay. And try to get some, like, partial cover or something like that. Okay. So your your goal is to use your action. Yeah, I'm going to use my action to try to kind of hunker down somewhere stealth. and get some cover. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, make a perception check of the area. Ten. Cool. You're quickly glancing. You see what looks to be a decently sized rock that maybe you could get behind and like it would, you know, have a bad angle on you or lose track of you for a moment. It is, you know, a, a little bit away. Uh, essentially, you can make a stealth check. The perception roll was okay. to see if you get to do that at advantage, like if you saw a good spot or yeah. at disadvantage. Uh, but you rolled a ten. You know, <laughs> you yeah, yeah. Right the middle. So you can just make a, a normal, normal stealth check to see. That is an eight. <laughs> eight. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, you are running there. Um, <laughs> 
like <laughs> breathing loudly. It is floating. Like it's not going <laughs> to lose track of where you are. Yeah. Going, yeah. Right. Um, I'll say like you are able to uh, get behind this rock and just kind of the angle it is from it like you, you'll have partial cover on attack okay it knows where you are yeah <laughs> but you are yeah. able to get there and you have some cover it would probably have to use its action to dash right in to order get to get somewhere. an angle yeah. that could hit, like hit you without some massive penalties that's great that's fantastic i'm then i'm gonna use my last first level slot for another heal mm -hmm. my heals are like exactly average i've rolled two ones and two fours <laughs> all right we're we're doing a bit better healing eight's nice and and that's turn there are there are not a lot of spell slots left yeah okay so for the purpose of this i'll say you have three quarters cover okay in this spot like if it's aiming to shoot at you and and yeah you're probably i mean you moved away to get to the rock so yeah you're probably back to like Angles are weird. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, like, you're probably about 70 feet from it. Yeah. Okay. It is going to fly at you, and it's going to shoot some more. It's going to try to yep. hit you, uh, but you do have uh, plus five to your AC because of three-quarters cover. Love that. So that is a 16? Nope. A natural one. Uh <laughs> Love Finally. that. <laughs> uh, you know, this one kind of like, it doesn't like unlatch fully. Like it still kind of just hangs there. It doesn't even really leave its tail and it kind of gets in the way of the next one. So just because I like that one uh, storytelling, uh, this next attack yeah. will kind of be a disadvantage because it'll have to like shoot through this hanging spike. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, I shit you not. A natural 20 and another natural one. Uh, yes! <laughs> the god <Yes>! roll. <laughs> oh, this is good. This is, this is all right. <laughs> okay, uh, with that, with two now ones in a row, uh, it, yeah, it seems like this one just hits in it again, and like it kind of messes the angle. So it, as it shoots past, it gashes the manticore's face a little bit, so it takes <laughs> a little damage, not, not you much. You fool! <laughs> Enough to be embarrassed by it, but but yeah. uh, not enough to do substantial damage. How close is it? 30-ish feet away. Okay. I mean, okay. it's probably like about 30 feet in the air and 20 to 30 feet. Angles are hard, man. Uh, yeah, tw yeah. 20 feet. We'll say about 20 feet. It is within range of pretty much anything you want to do. Yeah, it's not within range of a of a thunder wave, unfortunately. Oh yeah, true. But I think this is actually going to be a situation where we're gonna we're gonna go for a vicious mockery on it. Okay. I, I like giving it that dis giving it disadvantage. That it having disadvantage has worked out well for me. And in fact, it does. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna pop out and say, you need to get your whole aesthetic together. You don't even look like one singular animal. <laughs> And is this a wisdom save? 15? Yeah, DC 15 wisdom, yeah. Uh, 13. So 2d4. That's three damage, and it has disadvantage on the next attack that it makes on me. All right. Anything else? Mm, nope. Cool. I think with it not having the best angle on you and having kind of a bad round <laughs> of its <laughs> spike attacks, 
it knows it's pretty close to the edge and and you look pretty bloodied as well it is going yes. to kind of land on the rock you're hiding behind and oh god crawl <laughs> down it and take its full range of attacks on you first a bite and then it has the high ground <laughs> first, first a bite and then two claws so the bite is at disadvantage we love to see that yep that's a I mean the high rolls a 23 but the low roll is a nine <laughs> I love that so it bites out, but its teeth just stop short of you. Uh, it then is going to... It does not have disadvantage on the rest, right? Uh, just no, the first just attack. the first right. attack, yeah. Uh, yeah, then it's going to claw. That is a uh, 17. Yeah, I'll take that. Okay. Four, five damage. All right. And then the second claw is an 18. Yep. Four, five damage. All right. How you looking? Uh, I, I've been trying to track. You're not I'm, looking good. <laughs> no, I'm not looking good. Okay. I've got 12 health left. Okay. <laughs> but it's not looking great either, eh? It is not looking great either. All right. Let's use this last third level spell slot for another thunder wave. Okay. This is what happens when you send a rock star to do a soldier's <laughs> job. <laughs> All right, so that's 4d8. Um, it needs to make a con save of 15. Uh, that is a 12. Okay, okay. We love a good fit. Roll high. <laughs> Roll yep. high. Let's get four eights. That's 20. And it gets pushed back 10, 10 feet. feet. Yes. All right, you see it get hit by this blast and pushed off the rock. You know, it was a, at a slight angle, you know, still within like five feet of you, right? Yeah. But it was a little bit elevated off. Uh, as it's being pushed back, you see kind of like it rearing, rolling its claws at you, uh, trying to get a strike. It is still very much in it, but looking pretty bad. However, as it does not have a moment to like flap its wings or catch itself, it's being pushed back. It will take falling damage uh, from this slight elevation as it's being yes. pushed back 10 feet. I was gonna make an argument for that as well. <laughs> <laughs> of which it takes two damage and that is actually enough. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, it slams oh. on it and lets a final breath out. And, and you see it just on its back, kind of sliding down the mountainside a, a little bit until it stops uh, after hitting a rock. Oh, oh my God. Oh. Oh. Johnny's gonna just like sit there for a minute, just, just panting, being like, oh wow, oh wow, oh wow. Oh, okay, okay, so we need claws, fangs, tail, He's going to first. He's gonna drop a cure wounds on himself. Okay. <laughs> just cool. Just to be safe. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That is two d eight plus four at second level. Thirteen. All right. Nice. All right. Is that pretty much it for spell slots? <laughs> that is absolutely it for spell slots. <laughs> All right. Cool. Yeah, turns out bards aren't great DPS fighters. They <laughs> <laughs> did well enough, Thunderwave. Yeah, yeah, Thunderwave is nasty. Mm -hmm. uh, having Eldritch Blast is pretty sick, too. <laughs> yeah. All right, yeah, so I'm going to kind of 
carefully go down the hill and take the dagger that I found in the bag of holding. And I guess I'll start with the end of its tail, because that seems like the most dangerous part. Yeah. Just roll like a survival check. That's a, a one. So that's oh. two. <laughs> <laughs> two. OK. Uh, yeah. So you you um are able to cut away at it. It's missing most of its spikes, right? Uh, yeah. It, it takes a long while to do this. You also do prick yourself multiple times uh, oh with your low roll. Um, that tracks. Which, which, as you're doing this, will result in eight damage. Very glad uh, I dropped that heal first. <laughs> yeah, uh, it will result in eight damage. And it's not like like one is eight damage. You know, this yeah, is probably just happening over the, over, just, oh, over God the damn it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, oh, come on. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, you are eventually able to get it off. You notice like as you cut it, and it's like very crude and you're like, this is probably not what he would want it to look like, but it's, yeah. it's good enough. Most of the spikes are still intact. You notice like blood does come from it. You also see like what looks to be kind of like some sort of ooze coming out. You, you don't know all that much. You assume it's probably in here is some sort of slight poison gland. Um, yeah. Uh, I'm yeah. going to try to avoid the poisonous ooze, the presumably yeah. poisonous ooze. <laughs> yeah, some of it comes out, but you do notice a lot of the stuff is still sticking in there and you're able to handle it enough where it maybe a drop or two like will fall on your shoe yeah. <laughs> and make a little hole. <laughs> or, or I guess you're probably not wearing like fall yeah, into like your your clothes, right? Like your pants and make a little hole, yeah, but not get I on you. I don't mind the holes on the pants. They just add yeah. more flair to it. You know, <laughs> exactly. this is what I wanted. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I assume you just put it in the bag. Yeah, I'm going to throw that in the bag and then we'll go for um, the fangs. OK, make another survival check. <laughs> they just don't get a one. OK, that's a 16. OK, yeah. Uh, you know, you a little bit of the squeamishness that you probably had when cutting away at the tail is gone now. You're like, I'm just ready to move forward. Yeah. Uh, and, and these you're able to pluck out most of the fangs without like accidentally getting uh, cut by any of them. And one more for the claws. Yep. Oh, another nat one <laughs> with a different die. <laughs> I, my rolling is incredibly cursed today. Um, yes. So here is the choice. You either like as you're pulling on one you feel like you can get a handful of claws with a hard pull but like it doesn't feel all that stable so i'll either give you the choice to just leave the claws or give the pull oh i'm gonna give the pull my okay. boy wants claws i gotta go for it <laughs> yeah you pull and like you have to dig deep, like push, push your foot against the body <laughs> of it. Uh, and you don't even really notice it as you're, you're pulling on them, but they do kind of like just naturally yeah. cut into your hand. Uh, how much damage? <laughs> so you take six points <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> of damage. You also, your hands are just cut up. Oh, you no. get the feeling that like plain would be tough right now. Um, you know, yeah. you live in a magical world where yeah. things can heal some. You yeah. do get the sense that this will probably scar. Oof. Okay. I, I, okay. 
Oh, I'm gonna weep. <laughs> I'm just gonna like throw them in the bag and just sit down and just just cry raw tears for about an hour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, yeah. Can I try to just find a tree to sit under and short rest? Oh yeah, for sure. All right, I'm gonna short rest. Then I'm gonna try to uh, skedaddle away from the manticore den mm -hmm. a little bit. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, it, it's probably midday by the time that you've harvested everything. You know, you probably spent the better part of the morning yeah. looking for it. Yeah. I'm just like exhausted and covered in blood mm -hmm. and just like w walking out of the woods, uh, trying to get away from the mountains. And then I'm going to kind of look into the bag and then call up the air and be like, I did it. I did it, you bastard. <laughs> You would notice like a slight shake on your bow. Okay. That like, you know, I assume you do your dousing rod thing. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you can sense it seems to be pointing north, which just logically you'd be like, okay, the show is in Fridia. Yeah. Fridia is north. That seems to be yeah. the direction. That seems to be the indication. I'll start trying to travel toward Fridia um, until it starts to get dark, and then I'll mm -hmm. try to set up camp in a safe spot with for a long rest. And okay. the entire time, I am just like, just like quivering and looking down yeah. at my hands and like <laughs> humbled. Uh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, you go for a while. I assume you are taking essentially like, you know, the you had been told by the one soldier that you could kind of go up to Fridia, cross the bridge and then go south yeah. or do what you did. I assume you are kind of trying to get to that path. I'll make my way to the river and then I'll mm -hmm. follow the river northward. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You hit Sunfall. You, know, you still just can tell you have a ways to travel. Yeah. I'm going to set up my tent and I do have actually... Um, because of my warlock, my pact, I get a spell slot. Can I use that to healing word myself and try to heal my hands? Yeah, yeah. Why don't you? Um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna look down at my hands and be like, my healing word uh, is just gonna be like, please, please fix my beautiful hands um, and heal myself for seven hit points. But mostly, it's just me trying to magically heal my hands. Yeah. Um, roll another d20. <laughs> uh, Non-specific d20 rolls are my favorite thing in D&D. &D. Uh, that's a nat one. Nat one. Okay. I have hit um, so many fucking nat ones, Raz. <laughs> <laughs> the cuts heal. Um, you know, the, the wounds close. And you feel like you have motion in your hand for the most part you know you don't feel like you have lost yeah the touch or you know whatnot yeah can i try can i try kind of like taking out my fiddle and playing a little to see how it feels yeah you, you play a little and sounds good you do you know feel like maybe you're a little off right now in general yeah uh, but, you know, your range of motion seems fine and the mobility. Uh, but there are now just cuts on your hand, just claw marks uh, on there, just scars, essentially, um, that kind of well up. Uh, and, and functionally, it doesn't seem to have a negative effect, but they okay, but aren't the beautiful, pristine yeah. hands that... 
Yeah. You liked having. They don't look like a musician's hands anymore. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, at least I can still play. Ugh. Okay. So I'm going to, um, I'm going to try to take a long rest. Okay. Yeah. Uh, again, your night goes uninterrupted for the most part. I, I imagine you're a little jumpy. Oh <laughs> little yeah. No, I have all night. sorts of nightmares. <laughs> uh, yeah. You, you certainly, you get a long rest and you are rested. Uh, but, Thank but uh, you don't feel good about it. <laughs> a lot of sweaty wake ups. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's, that's okay. At least I have spell slots now. <laughs> oh yeah. So then I'm going to, I'm going to wake up. And uh, still just pretty shaken by this whole experience. Try to kind of like continue to make my way towards Fridia. Yeah. Yeah. You travel along the river and eventually kind of the river path meets up with what seems to be a somewhat major road. You notice a few other folks traveling alongside of it. You get the sense that it's the main road to Fridia. Awesome. Yeah. And are there like travelers and stuff on the road now? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, it probably takes a little while till you feel like you're no longer in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, eventually you get to a spot where it seems not necessarily civilization, but a path to it. Yeah. Normally I'd be trying to, like, charm these travelers, but I think I'm just going to kind of, like, walk alone a little with my yeah. head down. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, the day passes as, as you travel to the north and eventually you find your way to a large stone bridge that you get the sense is the crossover point that you would have traveled to and you know you go across that uh and and eventually after a while kind of again near where the sun is time the sun is setting uh, you can see the city of fridia in the distance and you feel your bow vibrate a little okay yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna try to like you know, divining rod this this bow again and see or or do I get the sense that it's just kind of a like, is it trying to call me somewhere or is it just like happy that I'm near Fridia? Uh, it seems like it is trying to call you somewhere like okay. uh, the the where it's buzzing more is kind of as you look over, you're like, oh, a little forest patch, uh, a l yeah. little wooded area near the city proper. Ever since I signed up for this, uh, I've been wandering into the woods a whole lot <laughs> <laughs> yep yeah i'm gonna go over to the woods and look for my patron as you walk in you know kind of like probably jealously eyeing the city like oh one yeah <laughs> like, you're like all right look, just get this over with uh you yeah you walk into the woods where again you see the uh salt and pepper haired patron of yours uh, alton i i did it I killed a fucking manticore for you. Good work. Yeah, it was good work. Here, here do you want... I, I'm going to hand him the bag of holding. Yeah. Like, do you want your stuff? Yeah, he uh, gracefully takes it and puts it on his side. Well, thank you very much. Uh, so how, how, are, how am I going to get into the court? He uh, snaps his fingers and you see a parchment and a quill uh, just kind of appear in the air and the quill just starts writing uh, various things as he's standing there talking to you. Oh. In a week's time, you'll bring this along with you. Uh, they'll know your name. I'll do all the 
background work for that. Uh, you'll talk to Bailey's assistant, Malin Elise, and she'll Malin get you in. Elise. Malin Elise, yes. Okay. Uh, she'll get you in and tell you how the performance should go, and and you just give the show. And okay, I that that I can do. F- giving shows is. Do I look like the kind of person that's meant for fighting manticores? You look like the kind of person who will do whatever I tell you to do. <sighs> but you look like the kind of person who wants to be great, and you're on your way. I am great. Well. Okay, I don't need these vibes from you right now. <laughs> it's been a long couple days. Is there anything else you want, or can I go get some damn mead? <laughs> He uh, smiles and hands you a key. A, a key? I, I'm going to take the key and what? What? what is this? What's this for? You can go to the Wayworth Inn. Wayworth Inn. Okay. Should be a room there for you. Nice enough. Oh. They know to let you stay there for the week, provide your meals. Excellent. And if you choose, give a performance when you want. Oh, I will choose. That's about the only thing... That can pull me out of... I, I, I'm in a dark place right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, have a good performance. I always do. Same way as before, he takes a step back and fades away. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to walk out. And it's like, it's like dusk now, right? Yep. Yeah. And how far away is the city? You know, like half a mile. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm just going to... I'm going to like go to walk to the city then. Okay, cool. Yeah, you uh, walk into Fridia. Uh, I imagine you've been to a handful of cities in Cortia, yeah. and and Fridia is nothing super special. Uh, there are parts of it that definitely are very nice as you kind of look over to the Noble District, where you soon will be performing. And uh, in general, like what you would know, I think of Fridia is there is a pretty huge wealth uh, inequality. Um, which has led to a lot of thieves' guilds setting up in parts of the city. In, in general, though, like, it's not the kind of city that has, has pushed the envelope. You know, they, they've yeah. been stuck in their certain ways. Uh, and, and uh, you know, I imagine you, you've been to the Cortian capital, which is just this beautiful place of innovation and technology. And here it seems like a place of traditions, <laughs> yeah, held bit, by the wealthiest <laughs> bit of, okay yeah yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna find i'm assuming there's like town guards around mm-hmm. uh i'm gonna go up to to a guard and say uh I, excuse me um could you point me the way to the wayworth inn yeah uh you know the guards are amiable and um they point you in the direction they don't walk you to it uh, or anything like that but you know they give a general direction for it yeah okay i'm gonna i'm gonna Go and find the Wayworth Inn and go inside. Okay. You head to the Wayworth Inn where you have a room. Uh, you know, the bartender slash owner seems nice enough uh, and, and amiable enough and, and uh, is, is interested in you. It seems like uh, Alden maybe did some footwork, whether it was him or someone else he hired to, like, talk you up a bit. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yeah, so, it, you know, in general, um, you probably have, like, you have a few days until the performance time for uh, Balea Borkuth. How, in general, just, you know, for, for brevity's sake, how do you want to spend that time? 
yeah, at the end. I, I think most of the time, I think I'm going to play the knights and kind of try to charm and get a bit of my pet back. Um, but during the days, I'm going to hole up in my room and try to write like a harrowing ballad about myself <laughs> fighting, fighting the... Uh, fighting the manticore uh and I, I i'm like trying to write something that sounds heroic but it ends up very like emo and like mm -hmm. singing about like pain and suffering and the world is a dark place okay okay <laughs> then i'll have you roll what'll be essentially two separate performance checks the first okay. will be how you perform each given night in, in okay. general yeah um 15 <laughs> 15. Uh, yeah, you know, you're you're playing and it's similar to the show on the road. Uh, there's part of it where you're like, they don't deserve or can't fully understand or handle my best. I imagine part of it is you are also other places. You know, yeah. you're thinking about how close you came to dying. And uh, I'll be like fiddling and see my hands and get like distracted a little and mm -hmm. drop a note a little bit. <laughs> yeah, still a good performance. Probably the best performance that this tavern has seen in a good while, but you know, not the best. And I imagine the other place your mind is, is on your ballad, your song. Yes. <laughs> uh, which I'll have you make another performance. <laughs> okay. Okay. Come on. There we go. 22. 22. All right. Yeah, you are able to, you know, certainly some might call it overdramatic, melodramatic, <laughs> you know, uh, but there is like a beauty to it and a slight humor to the drama, right? That like you seem like you understand to a degree whether you actually yeah. do or not, you know, <laughs> it's like self like I think you realize a point where you're like, huh? <laughs> yeah, I think as I'm kind of crafting the song, like I've I've written and played enough songs to to realize you know, the song that I was trying to write is not what I ended up writing, but what I ended up writing is actually pretty good. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, you, you you craft a good song. Um, maybe not the typical type of song you'd expect from a hero, but one that like uh, paints the various angles of which adventure and danger can be seen through and not all just Brave the Sir Robin. Yeah. <laughs> 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 yep ran away 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 <laughs> yeah you spend a few days doing that until you get to the day of uh your performance for Vorkuth's or for Bailey of Vorkuth yeah so I'm, I'm also gonna assume that like while I was um there I like got a lay of the town and uh, figured out where I needed to go to find like the I guess like you know it's pretty easy to see where the nobles are in mm -hmm. a town like this. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to, I'm going to go looking for Malin Elise. Yeah. You are able to get a solid enough lay of the land. You know, there's you, you've probably largely stayed in this area as you know, you've been working on your song and want to stay comfortable, uh, but you definitely would have walked over to kind of the noble district. You, you would see that like, you know, there is where the Fridian keep is, um, you know, the Fridian Castle in, in general. And that that you notice is like really high security. <laughs> Lots of yeah. people around it. It seems like there are a lot of checks. Obviously, Alden had mentioned that not too long ago, the previous Lord had been killed. So you get the sense <laughs> they're trying to be careful in certain ways. And then you would also notice what you seem to think is probably like the main noble 
um, neighborhood. It is a gated community that is right next to the Fridian Keep that also has uh, guards around it. And, you know, you kind of get the sense, like, you've probably seen neighborhoods like this before in cities. Uh, and, and maybe usually there's just, like, one or two guards who stand in front of it, right, uh, making sure um, only people who are living there or invited to be there are passing through. It yeah. seems like, again, similar to the keep, a lot more activity than what you would normally expect in, in a place like that. Uh, people doing patrols. It, it just seems like, yeah, the the noble class of Fridia feels on high guard after certain global news with, with what happened during the yeah. festival of the autumn sun and then what happened right in fridia to their lord uh, yeah been a lot of dead festival. nobles around mm -hmm, mm -hmm. a lot of dead nobles uh but yeah you're you're able to find the place that you would be going to well enough you you don't like even though you do have this note and will have permission to go into uh the neighborhood you are not like allowed in it uh beforehand so you don't see the exact location that you will be yeah. performing yeah, uh, so, but you get a general idea. Yeah, so so day of, I'm kind of going to kind of like go to the guards outside the gated community and like show them my sheet of paper and be like, I'm looking for I'm looking to speak with Malin Elise. I'm playing a show tonight. Um, It's going to be I hope you I hope they do. They let you in to see the shows. Um, We will not be personally attending or oh, well, looking it's, over it's, Bailey's. I'm, that's your loss. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh he kind of gives like an interested look and like you can tell like you know you are certainly a cocky sort but he'd probably still rather be listening to music than <laughs> yeah <laughs> like standing standing guard. around doing uh, work like, yeah <laughs> we will send a message to Malin and and she will get you in when the party begins excellent and in and in the meantime well if you'd like wherever you're staying we can have someone sent there I can't, you know, go inside and mingle with, you know, as a performer, it's it's important to understand your audience before you play. So I'd love to I'd love to get in there and get to know people so I can tug on their heartstrings properly. I'll let you roll a persuasion check, but the DC is very <laughs> high. Yeah, I thought so. Uh, oh, that's a that's a 24. 24 um hmm. okay the dz was 25 yeah i think the D yeah but i mean that's uh, fair so it will fail but but like he he seems like he is endeared to you okay and like you get the sense that maybe if the lord had not just been murdered <laughs> yeah. like, for the last couple of weeks uh you know his, his job would be two on the line and you are still a stranger yeah um, would All say, right. Apologies. Um, I, I, I wish I could, but it, it's out of my hands. I understand. You're just trying to do your job. I'm just trying to do my job. You know, it's we both have a noble, important place in the world. Well, thank you. What's your name, friend? What's your name? Albert. Albert. Well, you know, uh, after after the show tonight, I, I well, no, after the show tonight, I expect I'll be banning in some noble noble's bedroom but um uh in general i'm at i'm at the wayworth inn if you want to come you know hear a song i've been playing i've been playing tunes there all week so if you know if you want to hear maybe 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 later this week after the show if you want to hear 
what what the nobles here, the finest music of all the land, please come by. He uh, gives a nod. If you're performing when I'm off duty, I would love to hear it. If if, if Miss Warkuth uh, is having you at her get together, I imagine you are quite the talented musician. I am. There's no imagining about it. <laughs> and we should send for your you at, at the at the yes. I'll I'll wait at the Wayworth Inn. Wayworth Inn. Okay. Sounds good. All right. I'm gonna mosey on back to the Wayworth Inn. Yeah. You you spend the better part of the afternoon. Um, tuning your instrument shining everything you probably do you put like makeup on your hands at all <laughs> to like hide the scars or i i'm gonna actually i'm gonna uh quickly pop down to the merchants district and see if i can find some you know glamorous gloves yeah just roll um an investigation check to see uh that's another nat one nat one uh, you look around this is insane <laughs> you you find a pair of leather gloves that seem wellish worn uh comfortable not the ugliest things in the world but uh nothing special all right definitely like putting them on would make you seem mismatched for sure yeah yeah i'll 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 just i'll just make do with my hands they can mm-hmm. they can be they can be actually no no i'm gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna get the gloves i'm gonna pick up the gloves <laughs> okay. i've got an idea you uh we'll say with this low investigation the other part is like you're desperate yeah. for them so you pay pay Way twice as much, much as yeah. you should uh, yeah. which which will just be two gold which like for an adventurer probably is not that much yeah. But, <laughs> but yeah yeah that's 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 fine i'm yeah then i'm gonna go uh back to the wayworth and uh mm-hmm. and hang about kind of mingling i'm sure if i've been like playing there and hanging all week i've kind of got on with the staff a little and know some of the regulars and stuff like that Mm -hmm. yeah yeah you mingle about for a while have a few drinks bought for you uh the owner likes you enough and you've certainly brought in a little business since playing here at a point um the owner would say is there a reason that guy's staring at you what what guy what Uh, as you turn you see alden sitting in the corner sipping on a glass of wine uh, with legs crossed oh uh yeah um i'm gonna look to the owner and be like uh old old friend uh he's a bit of a uh y- well strange fellow it's his way of saying hi i should go speak with him you want drinks sir uh i don't do i know if alden drinks have i ever seen him yeah, i mean he's, he's drinking wine right now okay yeah yeah i'll, I'll bring get me get me I don't know some some mead. I'm a mead man, and you know a, a, a nice a nice wine or something fancy for him. God, yeah. Uh, he he grabs both and uh, brings them over to you. I suppose at some point as, as you move yeah. over there. I'm gonna go uh, and I'm gonna sit. And I've got I've got like having played for the week, having written a pretty good song. I've got a bit of my pep back. I'm gonna sit down and be like, ah. So will you be joining us at the performance tonight? I'm. I'm going to be debuting a new ballad. It'll be the finest song you've ever heard. Well, I'll be listening in my way, but I won't be exactly there. That's okay. Okay. You know what? That's I'm I'm to be quite honest. I'm okay with that. (laughs) Wouldn't want to distract you from what you need to do. Naturally, naturally. So what brings you to the Wayworth? Oh, I wanted to check in on you before your big performance. This is quite the important deal. Yes, well, 
after this, I'll be... This is gonna get, really get me on the high court circuit, you know? Once... Once I've gotten in here, we'll go... I'll go play Teldwith. I'll play... I'll play Belen. I'll play... Eventually... Korcha itself. Everyone. Again. Again. I'm really imagining, like, fires coming up. Maybe, like... Maybe, like magical lights shining down we could have we could have some casters doing like you know illusions behind me <laughs> he he smiles i'm sure we can make all that and more happen. yes yes and i'm and so you're just just checking in to see how to see how i'm doing he uh reaches his hand out and sets it on the table and you hear what sounds like a little clink of glass. Uh, what's, what, you, do you, is there something in your hand? What, what do you got there? He slides whatever is under his hand kind of towards you. You see it's a small vial that has like a darkish liquid in it. Roll just an intelligence check. Okay, I am decently intelligent. Uh, yeah, that's a dirty 20. Nice. Uh, you look at this and immediately you can tell that it, seems to be something related to uh, the venomous parts of the manticore that you had um, harvested. It does seem to be far more, you know, it, it's not as crude, right? It seems like it's been processed in some way. Uh, something has been done with it to make it like a little more liquidy, less like gooey. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A lighter. I, I'm going to. Oh, you, you make a potion there? Yes. And he kind of slides it towards you. Is it's okay? What sort of potion is this? I'm not exactly an alchemist. You don't need to worry all that much about it. You're not using the potion. I just need you to put it somewhere for me. Put it uh, okay. Where I'm assuming this is in in the courts. I'm assuming this has to do with Bailey of Orkuth. Yes. Uh, some point in the evening, I'd like you to head down to the Vorkuths cellar, the wine cellar, largely. A lot of lovely wine down there, I've heard, um, and also some other alcohols. Most specifically, I'm looking for a whiskey. It should be labeled A4th's Vintage, 1153. A4th's Vintage, 1153. Okay. Roll a, roll a history check. Yeah, I can do that. 18. Yeah, uh, you know, A Fourth is a name you would have heard before. A Fourth Bennett, uh, one of the king, like you know, he he was king a while back. Uh, yeah, you know, not in your lifetime, but you know, uh, one of the kings, and it, yeah, you just get the sense probably something that had been made for him. Okay, yeah, sounds like a kingly drink. Hmm. I just need you to pour that into it, and that's it. I am I poisoning someone? No, you're pouring something into a, uh, something else. That silence yeah. speaks volumes. <laughs> he, he smiles, says, no, no, no. It all depends on how you think of it. Is the whiskey po poisoning someone? It could, but that's the fun part of it. Uh, uh, who? Me granting you powers is not mean that I have to answer questions for you. Uh, did, I'm... Look, I'm not really in the business of, and I'm going to kind of like whisper as I say this, looking around the room, uh, assassinations. <laughs> I'm, I'm, 
I can I can play songs. I will I will credit I will the ballad I debuted tonight. I will credit to you. I will say it is because of your glory that that I sung it, and all will love you. Do I really need to? You're uh, okay. So the, who who's the bottle going to? I I think I need to know for my own peace of mind. Roll a persuasion check. <laughs> I swear to God, I'm not making this up. That's another nat one. Oh, no. So that's seven. Um, yeah, you, you say this and he kind of looks you up and down. These are questions I may answer for you one day, but you yeah. don't need to know it right now. It doesn't affect how things will go. What I can tell you is it's someone who deserves it. If they do drink it, they deserve it. What I'm a little worried about, in addition to the whole, you know, poisoning of it all, um, is uh, what if they, you know, trace it back to the strange bard who came in to play the wedding and didn't know anyone and was maybe um, trying to get into the um, noble's place to flirt with nobles earlier in the day. <laughs> he, he smiles. Uh, well, when all goes to plan, enough time will have passed where it won't be obvious. And certain poisons don't always seem like poison. Some just stop hearts. Not everyone's healthy. Okay. Okay. Um, yep. Yeah. <sighs> Uh, roll a perception check. Uh, 16. 16. Uh, as you're talking, you kind of like, you didn't notice it when you first like walked towards him. But now as you're talking, you do realize there's almost like a little energy hum around you, almost like in a sort of bubble area. Uh, and you realize like you can't really hear sounds in the bar, mm. like other people talking in the bar. Okay. Um... Which, yeah, intelligence-wise, you'd assume that that probably, to a degree, uh, e exists the other way as well. And and so, so you're saying that if we do this, then we can get me on tour to all the big cities. I can like, I'd love to play an amphitheater show. I've heard they've got beautiful amphitheaters in Corchia. They do. You wouldn't believe what they have in Valia, the most Valia? beautiful place to yes, play in the world. Yes. Yes. Okay. So if I if I do this, then and the show goes well, then you can help me get to Valia? I imagine many of the people at the party will help you get to Valia. I will guide it too, though. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay, I'm gonna slip the vial into my pocket. <laughs> okay. Uh, who needs a, who needs morals when you've got fame? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He uh, takes a sip of his wine and smiles. Good luck tonight. I don't need it. <laughs> All right. It's around this time that you kind of hear the hum fade away. Okay. Uh, and, and you would hear the door behind you open. All right. Yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to kind of like look over to the door and see who's coming in. Yeah, as you look over, you see a uh, well-dressed. I mean, she's in kind of like a gown at the moment. Uh, she is holding like some papers. Um, you see a well-dressed human woman, brown hair that's kind of over uh, one shoulder. You know, you, you would get the sense that this is probably 
uh, the party planner Malin Elise. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm gonna go over, uh, kind of, is Alden still sitting there? As you turn towards the door and then turn back to look, uh, Alden is gone. I hate it when he does that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm gonna, uh, look over and say, uh, um, like, go towards the door and say, uh, oh, are you, are you Malin Elise? Yes, and, and you must be... Fiddlin' uh, Johnny! Johnny, yes, um... Here to escort you to the party and, and get you through and have the performance go. Excellent, excellent. What's the what's the stage and sound setup like? Do I have a moment to to sound check or anything, or are we just going in raw? Um, I can show you the space when when we get there. I would just love to see the space. But yeah. Uh, so yeah, the she starts leading. She is walking kind of quickly. You get the sense that, uh, especially on this day, like she has a lot of <laughs> different uh, things to juggle, and and you are not a super important <laughs> aspect, but important enough where she had to go get you herself. Yeah. Um, which you probably she probably sees more as an inconvenience than like. Uh, <laughs> the entire time, I'm gonna be trying to like you know like talk myself up and like talk up the show and being like like so do you do you get a lot of fiddlers around here what what sort of what sorts of music do you like are you a fan of folk ballads love songs instrumentals heroic tales mm. um all of them can be great in in their own time let me let me tell you a little bit more about the space in the you know <laughs> and she like kind of goes on and be like you will be performing from this time to this time she says the tone of the party is uh, laid back. There will be a point where more of the focus is on your performance, but largely a lot of more background, nice, I'm slow not, pieces. Excuse me, excuse me. I'm, I'm not a background musician. Um, I just sort of, it's not even, I can't even really help it. I just draw attention to myself with the beauty of my playing. She looks at you a little anxious, uh, <laughs> but it seems like it is too close to the party <laughs> to, like, change anything. Uh, fine. Uh, we'll, we'll have set times for your performance, and then you will be able to play. Oh, God. Uh, you will be able to play whatever you need. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. okay. I, I'll, I'll, try to, I'll try to keep things calm. I'll do, I'll do my best. Yes. Uh, and yeah, she leads you along uh, as you get to the spot where the guards were. They just kind of move aside as the two of you walk through as they, they recognize Malin. Uh, and yeah, you you enter this neighborhood, which is just filled with disgustingly beautiful houses, uh, all bigger than probably most inns you've ever stayed in. Uh, has Johnny lived in a house <laughs> at a point I mean, in his life? like... I don't really know. Maybe growing up, yeah. like in, yeah. but it would be it would have been like row houses and stuff. He's yeah. definitely never. Yeah. I I don't even know if he sets foot inside of a manor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he's definitely looking and he's like, okay, so this is the kind of accommodation that <laughs> is suiting one of my talent level. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah, you you move through the neighborhood and and eventually get to. A uh, very sizable, beautiful manor where there are flower decorations all along the outside, and and you see some guests standing out, having some drinks, talking, uh, and, and various servers walking around. And, and Malin kind of walks past them all, gives a few polite smiles and curtsies to presumably the various noble folks, uh, and and walks through into the manor proper. 
as you enter, the inside of the manor is, it's breathtaking. It's, it's more space than a house needs, but that probably calls to you. Yeah, as I, as I walk in too, I'm gonna just like, like clap in the air and get a sense of the acoustics in yeah. there. Just, yeah. okay, okay, yes. Yes, okay. Uh, very, you know, I mean, obviously a fair bit of reverb uh, along these rooms, but yeah, a, a decent enough sound. Uh, there, there's patterned wallpapers, all with gold trim, and there's plants in every single room, which bring a fresh smell wherever you mm. walk. Um, you, you see servers moving throughout the rooms, uh, providing small glasses of wine to the guests. Most of the guests are women who are dressed in some of the finest clothes you've ever seen. Uh, I'm going to try to flag down a server and try to get some okay. wine. <laughs> yeah, uh, it probably only takes like a snap as these servers are very much yeah. on it. Um, and, and one comes over and hands you some wine. Uh, thank you. I. I toss the like just toss the whole glass down in one swig and put it back <laughs> on his tray and yeah uh Malin leads you to a little part of a corner in what you assume to be kind of like maybe the great room of this house it's just a big room where you can see the staircase to the second floor it kind of looks over down uh in, into this main roomed area uh and and she kind of takes you to a corner of the room um where there's some plants set up in a way that create like a little makeshift stage area. Cool. Yeah. I, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of look and be like, is, is this, this is, this is the stage? Uh, yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. Well, okay. Yeah. I can, I can, I can work with this, um, I suppose. And, and when, when do I, when do I start? Um, uh, performance will start in about half an hour. Okay, excellent. Um, and I am, let me say, I, to perform well, you, you know how, you, you know how the spirits can be invigorated by, well, um, you know, spirits. You know how it is? Uh, so is, is there like a, like, could I, you know, check out the wine cellar and see if I could just grab something just so I can, you know, swig while playing? Uh, we, there are specific drinks being handed out. Um, I, I'm a man of distinct taste. Please, I just, I just love to just take a look and see what's around, you know, and maybe, I don't know, just pick one out to, I... I wouldn't want it to interrupt the flow of the music, you know? I wouldn't want to be flagging, you know, guards down, left, right, or uh, helpers, or whatever you folk call them down, left, right, and center, um, interrupting help, myself. Yeah. <laughs> yes, the help, yes. Uh. <laughs> I'd really just, I'd really just love to have a peek. Is, could you direct me to where it is? I'll get out of your hair. I don't, you don't need to, you seem like a busy, busy person. I just point me to where it is and I'll help myself to something. Roll a persuasion check. Yeah, that's... <laughs> <laughs> uh, that is a 21. Okay. Uh, she will kind of give a look and you can tell, like, the thought behind her eyes right now are fucking musicians. <laughs> they're in their damn green rooms. Um... And you can tell she has other things that she needs to take care of. Uh, so she will say, 
if that would help make the performance right. Um, she flags over one of the servers. Uh, a server walks over to you. He's a young man. You could get the sense, probably like 18, 19. And he looks at uh, Malin and it's like, yes. And she says, uh, can you escort him down, take him to the wine cellar and allow him to pick uh, some drink? Um, she quickly like writes down a handful of different things. <laughs> it's like none of these, nothing on this side. Um. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank thank you so much, Malin. And let me tell you, it will be a show to remember. Now go. You you're you seem you seem busy. Um, go go go. You'll you'll thank me for this later. You can tell she doubts that, but uh, <laughs> she 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 walks away. Cool. Yeah. So the the help is gonna. Show yeah, me yeah. to the wine cellar. The young man will uh, lead you along. You walk down a hallway, which you kind of imagine is like a server's hallway, essentially, went uh, for them to go through. He sets down the tray he had uh, and, and pulls out a key as he gets to a door and unlocks it and uh, opens it for you. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna look to him and be like, "Is there? Are there any? Are there any good whiskeys there? I'm a big. I, I like me some whiskey." Well, sir, uh, there certainly would be. I can do you know where look through. Where, oh, just just point me in the direction. You seem busy. <laughs> you seem busy. It's just his default deflection. Yeah. <laughs> I was given orders by Miss Malin to escort you. So I'm busy with this right now. No worries. I can help you find whatever okay. you need. Okay. Well, show me around the whiskeys then. Let's. Yeah. He walks you down. Uh, you can feel the temperature kind of cool a bit as you go into the cellar. Uh, and just, yeah, rows and rows of wines lining along. Uh, you can see, like, at the very end, there is, like, a glass cabinet that you get the sense just from the distance, like, probably the good stuff is in there. Yeah. <laughs> he leads you to the other side of the room, <laughs> uh, which is, uh, you know, no glass cabinet, but there are some different bottles of, of whiskey uh, um, along. I'm going to, I'm going to kind of like look at them and like scoff a little and be like, oh, look, I'm, I'm a man of distinguished sorts of tastes. Could you, I, I just, I'll drink one of these. I would just love to get a peek at the collection. It's not often, you know, you get to, you get to, see something like this you know i i'd love to just just to lay my eyes on these vintages uh roll a persuasion check uh that is a dirty 20 here's the okay. rolls here's the yeah, rolls here, <laughs> uh he kind of gives you a look like you know he obviously was given orders to not serve certain things and, and while you didn't see the exact things she wrote you get the sense not that stuff yeah uh but 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 hey what harm could just looking at them do? It's just curiosity. He's had it too, you know? <laughs> he's probably just came down here to look at stuff before too. And he's like, I can give you a quick glance, but then we should yes, naturally. come back and, and grab what we need. Okay, yeah. So I'm, I'm going to go over to the cabinet and say, could, could you, do you, have the, do you have the key to open it? Could I get a peek inside and look? I just, the labels, the bottle, the weight of it all, it's all so exciting to me. Uh, you can make another persuasion check. This DC is higher, though. <laughs> yeah, that's a 12. 12. Um, sorry, sir. Um, 
You should be able to see. I can read anything for you that you you might not be able to see with your eyes. Uh, I'm going to cast friends on him. <laughs> okay. So with friends, he, he will know at the end yep. that you cast friends on him. Yeah, I'm aware of that. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah, I'm going to say, oh, oh, please, come on. Just please, won't you won't you let me hold it? I just I, I'm going to actually before I cast friends, can I peek in the cabinet and see if I can see the a fourth's vintage in there? Uh, roll, roll, uh, make a perception check. Nine. Nine. Uh, you see a few bottles that look nice, solid. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna cast friends on him, and I'm gonna say a friend of mine a long time ago said that he had an A fourth's vintage eleven fifty three, and he said it was the finest whiskey he ever touched. I feel like it would it would do me luck to my performance just to see it. Uh, you can roll a persuasion. Yeah. And that's with advantage because of friends. Yeah. And that is a 26. 26. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, all right, I, I can show you it quickly. He seems a little excited. Uh, <laughs> and he uh, goes and turns the key, opens the cabinet, and then like reaches up very carefully and, and pulls out the vintage. Uh, you can see that it has seemingly been opened at some point. It seems about like half filled with liquid. Roll a history check. <laughs> Your whiskey knowledge. Uh, that is a 22. <laughs> okay. You know, you, you you probably, I wouldn't say you necessarily have heard specifically about this vintage, uh, but you certainly know that like crafts craftsmen in the whiskey area in any alcohol area will make gifts for kings right um that then become very prized possessions uh where most stuff you might not want to store it for a long time half filled like you just drink it because of the prestige of it people keep it and and the most bottles are hard to find full you know there are there are probably none that exist anymore that are are completely full there is rumor that especially with this vintage and certain vintages uh that like they get better tasting over time whether or not that's true, who knows? It might just be the thing that nobles tell themselves to yeah. <laughs> feel okay about it. <laughs> but yeah, he uh, kind of holds it up and lets you take a look. Yeah, uh, could I could I grab it and look at it, please? Roll another persuasion yeah. check. <laughs> Still advantage. Yes, yes. Uh, that is a 24, 25. 25. Uh, he will say, yes, uh, be very careful with it. Yeah, I'm going to grab it, and then I'm going to cast sleep. <laughs> <laughs> okay. There is technically a way where he wouldn't fall asleep, but it would involve rolling a lot of ones, yep. or all ones, truthfully. But ma make your rolls. <laughs> well, we, I mean, you've seen how many ones I've rolled today, so it could happen. Um, Yeah, where's my other? Well, that's 48. Yeah, Um, that's 20. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> He, he hands it and then just eyes roll back in his head and falls down to the ground. Yeah, I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to like kind of, can I try to like ease his fall so there's not a big thump? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Easy enough. You're with one hand just able to help him down a bit. So then I'm going to um, kind of pop the whiskey, smell it. I'm going to take a little swig. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it is. It's okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
it's you, you know it's you it's pretty old and maybe if it had been fresh and sealed it would have stayed good but you can tell that the flavor profiles probably have changed a bit you've had cheap whiskey that has been about as satisfying yeah but yeah all right yeah i'm gonna uh take the vial out pour the vial into the whiskey and seal the whiskey back up okay and then i'll put the whiskey back in the cabinet and i'm gonna mm-hmm. grab the key from the dude and lock the cabinet back up okay and then i'm gonna what's what's the rest of the room look like it's pretty well kept right it, it is a cellar but like it's it's a noble cellar so yeah. you know everything is kept well there are some torches lit because it seems like probably folks are coming down here to grab wine for for serving uh but yeah just kind of rows of uh, wine and is there any like chair or anything or any corner where it looks like somebody like might have like someone might hide if they were trying to doze off uh yeah i mean like i would say probably just around like down because it's kind of like aisles almost yeah. of the rows right so like if you kind of were on the end of one of the further rows yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna grab them and try to uh you know, like drag him into a corner and like lay him down to make it look like he like just like went down for a nap. <laughs> okay. Uh, how long does sleep last for? Sleep lasts one minute. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, it's, yeah, but, so probably by the time you get him in position, yeah, his eyes would start blinking open. <laughs> While his eyes are blinking open. I'm going to cast disguise self, uh, or, or like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'll, I'll start it. I'll drag him a little bit. Then I will cast like, like put him down and cast disguise self. And I will disguise myself as Malin Elise. All right. <laughs> and I'm going to, um, uh, as he's waking up, look down at him and be like, excuse me, did you fall asleep on the job? Okay, roll a performance check. <laughs> oh god, this is this is this is going. Uh, that is a thirteen. Can I have advantage on the performance check because I'm disguised as her? Is that um, a thing? My thought was just that the DC is okay, lower. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. Because you are disguised fine. as her. Yeah. So yeah, that's a thirteen. Okay. He will kind of blink and look like shocked and like look around. He's like, Where'd he go? Where did who go? I came down here and you were asleep. Um, the, 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 the tiefling, he asked for whiskey and then he, he did something to my head. Uh, he... <sighs> look, this guy's an older dude, right? Younger, 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 younger dude. Okay. Uh, yeah. Look, I don't know what happened, but it is too busy for me right now. There is too much going on. I just need you to get back up there and help with the party. Um, Do I need to ask twice? Yeah, so, like, you know, as, as you're doing this, like, you don't perfectly have her voice yeah. mimicked, right? Like, uh, that's not a skill, so it is a little off, but he is in this situation where something weird happened you know, and now his boss is like, <laughs> uh, call him out. Roll a deception check for me. All right. 21. 21. Okay. He'll look. Uh, um, but, but I came down here with, with him and, and he did something. He did something? Well, I will go find him and ask what he did. You 
there are there are people around you need to be helping serve you need to be helping being the help uh, yes S sorry miss uh, you should be go now go go r run outside and check the gates <laughs> <laughs> the gates the y yes <laughs> Uh, do I need uh, to ask uh, twice? Uh, 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 do you not? Are you so no, are no, you no. so inexperienced that you don't know how to check the gates? Sorry, I need. I, sorry, sorry. I, I need this job. Uh, and he uh, kind of gets up, uh, confused, embarrassed, like knowing something weird happened, but yeah. not knowing exactly what. Uh, and he will kind of run off up the stairs. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna wait for a minute and then drop my disguise. Mm -hmm. Um, and then I'm gonna, uh, go up the stairs and I'm gonna try to just like, kind of like sneak out of the room. I'm gonna like peek and see if there's anything outside of the door and see if I can just kind of like sneak my way. Oh, I'll also grab just like a random bottle of wine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. You, you grab one just off the shelf and yeah. Roll a stealth check. 13. You know, you are probably like you pass by probably one or two servers who like clock you but don't seem concerned okay. you know like as they see like you move past they seem too busy and they probably saw you go in here in the first place yeah so all right yeah yeah then i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of like make my way to the stage and uh y y you know just like like swinging the wine and kind of like it's been like what maybe like 15 or 20 minutes like my performance is probably going to start relatively soon mm -hmm. yeah i'm gonna kind of like set up and start like very kind of like obviously and performatively tuning my <laughs> violin yeah you start to set your stuff up uh and a few people are taking notice of you uh doing that all right yeah i'm gonna kind of like look out and you know survey the crowd wink at the crowd and just kind of like wait for my cue you wait around a bit uh, eventually um malin will come over and you know she seems like she's been busy she gives like she's talking to someone she gives a laugh like, oh good to see you too and then like turns to you and her face is like <laughs> not smiling at all uh, are you ready for your performance i was born ready for this performance everything you need you don't need any other i i hold up the line and i say i got everything i need right here good all right and have you seen connell he hasn't been around the main floor he ran off after he he said he had something to do i don't know he was acting a little bizarre if i'm going to be quite honest um you might want to get your help checked out roll a deception check <laughs> yep <laughs> Uh, 11. Okay. All right. She doesn't really fully know what you mean, <laughs> you know, like, and she probably has some understanding of Connell and like, yeah. knows he's young and, and, but normal enough. So she's just confused, but seems too busy to care too much, you know? Yeah. And she also thinks you're weird, <laughs> yes. you know, uh, so you calling someone else weird is, is whatever. Um, but yeah. Yeah. All right. Shall I begin the show then? Or is this the silent part where I'm background? You, you may perform. And she kind of steps away, uh, says, everyone, 
May I welcome to the stage Fiddling Johnny. Uh, you see a lot of the women walk towards where you're performing. Uh, most notably, you would see a tall, thin, raven-haired woman um, who seems to be wearing kind of like the, the uh, you know, not a wedding dress, but like the bridal gown, yeah. right? Uh, the only one wearing white at, at, at the party. Um, who you assume is Bailey of Orkuth. Uh Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna kind of, as I step up, do my prestidigitation thing to make some sparks fly out of my hands. And I'm gonna look and I'm gonna say, ah, what a beautiful occasion. There is nothing that a musician loves more than love itself. This first tune I will dedicate to our beautiful blushing bride, Balia Vorkuth. And I'll launch into kind of like like an old kind of like a lilting love ballad. Okay. Roll a performance check. Uh, 16. 16. Yeah, you know, it's enough to get the crowd interested in your performance in the song you're singing. You know, you get the sense where most of the other people you've seen, uh, you know, with these lower performances where you're not going all the way yeah. <laughs> are, are haven't heard all that much better. Uh, you get the sense from some of these women as they like talk and lean over and are kind of talking during your performance uh, <laughs> that, that they have seen better, you know? Yeah. How close are people to the stage? Um, it depends. There's probably some people who are about like 10 or so feet away. Okay. But they're not too clumped up, you know? These are nobles, yeah. right? <laughs> they, yeah. They don't mosh. I, I'm going to use my Fey Presence, so everyone, this is only for one turn, but so everyone within 10 feet from me is, um, uh, no, actually, I'm going to, I'm not going to use that. I'm just going to, I'm just going to launch into another song. Um, th mm -hmm. this one, this one I'm going to be like, uh, okay, well, you know, now that love is out of the way, why are we really here? We're here for a party, and I'm gonna play like a dancing, like fiddling jig. Um, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you get a polite applause from the first one, uh, <laughs> but not like the outroar you were hoping for. But yeah, you can uh, make a performance check for this next song. All right, all right, all right. There we go. There we go. That is a twenty-five. 25. Okay. So as, as you play, like you definitely get the sense that this is not that kind of party, right? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they, they are in too nice of gowns and too high of heels to do real proper dancing. Um, but your performance is still so compelling that like they're hanging on to every note and, and you see like all of them are, uh, following along kind of like as, as your fiddle moves faster and faster, like trying to keep track of your fingers and, uh, and your bow movements, they seem impressed, uh, again, a little, you know, they're not jumping and dancing okay. around, yeah. uh, but, but they do, they are impressed with this one. All right. Uh, after after the kind of like round of applause, I'm going to uh, kind of like try to bring the room down and be like, and now tonight I have a new song never heard before, except by my beautiful ears, a song of heroism, bravery and pain. You see, as I was traveling here, I was beset by a manticore and I'm gonna cast Major Image to make an illusion 
of a manticore <laughs> like by by the ceiling like like crouching on like a chandelier yeah uh, as soon as you do that you hear some gasps uh come out um it, yeah and i'm gonna say now don't you worry this is just an illusion but the beast looked just like this the illusion uh looks more ferocious than the beast actually looked yeah like. <laughs> <laughs> all right but let me tell you how i defeated it you may you may have seen these gloves on my hand tattered though they seem i know they're not up to the standards of such a high party but they hide the scars from my battle. I'm gonna pull the gloves off. I'm gonna throw them into the crowd and reveal my scarred hands. And then I'm gonna grab my uh, veal and start playing into the new song that I wrote. Okay. Uh, yeah, one of the gloves, like, you know, flies towards Balia and, like, she grabs it. She looks at it, uh, like, sees it's a kind of a gross glove. You <laughs> yeah. <know? laughs> like, nothing special. And she kind of like holds it by finger or like her, her fingers, but doesn't drop it and, and looks to you. Uh, make a performance check at advantage. That is two 11s. So that's a 21. 21. Still quite good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you begin playing the song that you wrote, uh, an elevated version, I'm sure, of of what happened. And... I imagine, like, throughout it all, like, the major image of the manticore, like, <laughs> yeah, moves towards you in a way. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's kind of moving along, and there's ho this whole kind of, mm -hmm. like, pantomime thing going on. It sings along with the chorus, <laughs> yes. you know, and <laughs> has its, like, little verse uh, <laughs> where it's like, oh, I'm gonna eat you, you know, and shit yeah. like that. Uh, and, and yeah, but, you know, they seem so engrossed in your performance. Uh, you notice that uh, Balia went from, like, holding your glove with just two fingers to, like, kind of gripping it with both hands, leaning forward as you're playing. Um and, and, and yeah, I, I imagine the performance ends with you stabbing it with your bow. Yeah, 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 it ends with me stabbing it in my bow. And then I like drop to my knees and give like a final dramatic <laughs> flourish. And then I use my thaumaturg or my prestidigitation to make, um, ooh, uh, uh, I cannot, I'll actually use both. I'll use prestidigitation to make sparks and then uh, thaumaturgy, I can cause flames to flicker, brighten or dim or change color for one minute. So I'll make the flames in the room, the torches lighting the room, change around in their color. Um, <laughs> and then I'll end the song. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, just a beautiful show of lights and, uh, you know, as you stab the manticore, it just probably, you know, it I, I want to stab the manticore and have it explode into butterflies. <laughs> it explodes into butterflies, one of which lands, like, I mean, obviously it has no physical yeah. aspect to it, but lands on Dahlia's shoulder and, and just, yeah, you are met with a huge round of applause uh, <sighs> from everyone. Um, well, thank and, you. And, thank you all so much. Uh, thank you to the Blushing Bride, and I will be here all night playing beautiful songs. And yeah, uh, Balia will walk up to you and kind of put her hand out for it to be kissed. I will give her a long, lingering kiss on the hand and say, thank you, milady. A wonderful performance. By a wonderful musician. She <laughs> smiles. If you're ever looking to play other places, I... 
would love to help you find work. I would, I would. Could act as a patron of sorts, almost. I would love that. I've had, I've had patrons in the past, but none like you, my lady. She smiles. Well, we will be in touch. Well, excellent. I am staying at the Wayworth Inn for now, uh, but please spread word of Fiddlin' Johnny and the Manticore song. Uh, she smiles and, and walks away. Awesome. Yeah, then I'm gonna kind of, I'm, I'm gonna play some more kind of like subtle background music now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't start with background, you know? <laughs> no. <laughs> I need to, I yeah. need everyone to know I'm important and then, and then I can fade into the background because everyone will be watching me anyways. <laughs> yeah, so is it like stuff that people like, like people are probably coming up to you. So are you just kind of like playing as you talk to them? And yeah, like, <laughs> I'll, I'll like, I'll like play a song and wait for some people to gather and then swig mm-hmm. some wine and talk to them. And then, you know, when the conversation gets boring, whip out my pan flute and do a little ditty and kind of just like yeah. playing and talking alternately. Uh, and yeah, you know, then the night passes as folks come over, you know, various noble folks telling you how wonderful your performance was they don't give you any tips. That is one thing you notice uh, <laughs> is where even playing for a crowd of, you know, farmers and traders, a lot of them would toss you some coin. These folks do not give you any, but they do, you know, give promises, right? And say, yes. oh, you would be wonderful for a performance at my cousin's wedding, you know, or yeah, yeah. let me let me introduce you to, uh, you know, Baron uh, Dangleforth and <laughs> over in Valley, you know, um, in all these different things. Yeah. Uh, awesome. Yeah. So I'll kind of do that and maybe take a break for a while and mingle with people, uh, but mostly linger around the stage and just just revel in the attention, you know, show people the, the scars on my hands, let them like touch the scars and be like, oh, ooh. yeah. People <laughs> in general seem impressed. Excellent. You know, eventually the night starts to dwindle away. People start leaving. Uh, and it seems like your cue to leave is probably coming quickly. Yeah, I'm gonna look for nobles that look like they're leaving and see if there's any that would be interested in leaving with me. Seeing if there's any that kind of being like, hey, well, you know, I've still got I've still got a thousand songs. The party doesn't have to end here. We could go sing a little at your manor. I'm sure I'd love to hear the acoustics there. Yeah, roll a uh, charisma check. That is a 12. 12. <laughs> um, shot down again. Uh, <laughs> they, they, while they seem impressed, and uh, pretty much everyone you talk to does want to have some sort of connection yeah. with you moving forward, you still are an outsider. Yeah. Uh, an interesting outsider. <laughs> and a pretty outsider. rough one at that, too. <laughs> yeah, an interesting one. But yeah, I mean, exactly, right? Your clothes are, are tattered. Your hands are scarred. It's like not super seemly. They just don't seem all that interested yeah. um, in the moment because of those things. But but all of them do kind of like, you know, give you give you names and uh, take note of where you're staying and say that they will send uh, couriers with various information for performances and whatnot. Awesome. Yeah. Well, in that case, in that case, if if there's no takers, I'll try to, you know, leave the house and try to see if I can't make my way back to the Wayworth. Yeah. Uh, so as as you are leaving, you notice um, 
kind of in the corner, the young man <laughs> is standing kind of near the, the gate to the house. And you see Malin like talking to him, like, why, why have you been out here for the past few hours? We've needed you inside. You haven't been covering uh, the areas you're supposed to cover. Uh, Ma'am, you told me to come out here. Uh, are th- like, when did I tell you that? Um, can they see me? Are you trying to be stealthy? Well, I'm I'm wondering if there's somewhere I might be able to slip and disguise self. You certainly could try. Yeah, you know what? No, I'm just going to I'm just going to play this cool and I'm just going to like try not to say anything and just kind of walk out the gate. Uh, okay. He spots you as you're walking and he points. I went down with him and 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 then he, he 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 wanted to see the whiskey and and did something and then I and then I woke up and then you then you told me to come out here and she kind of looks over at you and like back at him. Uh, I I'm gonna I'm gonna kind of like sigh and look at her and say, uh, look, could we speak in private for a moment? She looks to you and looks to him and says, Connell, you stay right here. I'll be back in a moment. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to her and say, "Well, did you did you catch any of the performance? It was quite good. I'll have to admit." Well, thank you. So, I I didn't want to say this because you know some people are well. I didn't I didn't want people to see me practicing my magics because it would have spoiled the performance. So, part of the wine cellar business. I was going down there. I practiced a few tricks, practice a few illusions, and I don't know. Your your boy got confused. I I I really don't know what happened. Um, but uh, I I I promise you, I was just trying to make f- for the best performance and. Look at the people. It was a it was a screaming success. You know, if 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 the if the manticore hadn't appeared perfectly, why then if if everyone had known it was going to be magic, the whole show would have been ruined. So I apologize for my deception earlier, but that's that's what that's what was going on. Um, yeah. So you, you kind of pulled her aside to like a little private yeah. area and as people are walking, uh, and, and I'll say during this, like, as you finish, she's kind of like looking you, uh, up and down, trying to weigh what you're saying. And, uh, you see kind of in the distance, uh, Balia saying goodbye to someone, um, and spots the two of you and walks over and puts a hand on Malin's shoulder and said, Malin, you did a wonderful job finding fiddling Johnny here. A great performer. You've done great tonight, darling. She did do a great job finding me. Uh, roll a deception check. You can have advantage because the performance is good uh, in a way that Malin was impressed by it, and obviously Balia's help here uh, yeah. being impressed by you as well. Okay, that's a 22. 22. She looks at you, and it's kind of a mixture of, you know, it does check out, right? You needed to practice yeah. magics and he is a normal boy and would be <laughs> probably freaked out by those things. Um, and also just the approval of <laughs> uh, her from her boss. Uh, she nods and says, good to know. Um, I, I will I will talk to him and, and figure it out. Yes. Well, I 
I apologize for giving him a scare. I did not, I didn't mean to disorient him, but uh, these things happen. This is why, this is why we warm up the magic, right? We wouldn't yeah. have wanted any of that to happen to any real people. Yeah. <laughs> and, and just to be clear, pretty much as soon as Balea came over to give the compliment, yeah. uh, she had left, you know, so <laughs> like she was in and out. So this is just still the two of you. Okay. But uh, yeah, yeah. Malin looks and that's well, we'll have to be in touch. I I'm you know where to find me. Yep. And uh, you head off, I imagine. Yep. I will stroll off into the night. You stroll off into the night, leave the noble district and head to the Wayworth Inn. A beautiful night, another nice summer night, and you feel like it is just the start of where you're going. And as you head off to the Wayworth Inn with new fortune and new connections and a new path, that is where we will end this session. Love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Yeah, I, I'm happy how things turned out. I think it was pretty funny. Uh, it, it'll be interesting, uh, and we, we should talk about this in After the Roll, but it'll be interesting as time goes on, not just to see what happens with the whiskey, but also uh, how it is interpreted. Yes. <laughs> that'll that'll be interesting. Uh, maybe one day that will be uh, examined. Uh, yeah. Well, <laughs> whatever you with Joe, yeah. <laughs> I think there are more stories for Johnny in this. Uh, I, I would I would love for there to be more stories universe. for Johnny in this world. Yeah, that was I that was I was like the, the whole the whole whiskey thing was like, this is why I picked all these spells. Yep. <laughs> yep, 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 yep. All right. Well, Noah, thank you so much for playing. It, it's been a blast, uh, a lot of fun of seeing Johnny muddle his way through different situations. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Thank you for having me. This was this was really a ton of fun. I would love to play Johnny again sometime if you'll have me. Good. Yeah, yeah, of course. Uh, this was a blast. Well, uh, for all of you still listening, thank you so much for your time. Um, again, if you'd like to hear us chat about the show on the Patreon, I have a show called After the Roll, where you can listen to us break down the session. Um, and then we will talk about some stuff and some things. <laughs> but yeah, thank you all so much. Uh, and yeah, hope you have a great day and or night. Bye. All right, it is that time again to check in on the heroes of Cortia. Let's see what they've been up to. First, we have Vern, a half-elven life cleric trying to make good everywhere he goes. He headed down the streets of Lowtown, looking for anyone who could use his assistance. It turned out there were many, mostly folks with various injuries and ailments. Some he was able to help through his knowledge of medicine, and others took a little touch of divine magic to be brought back to full health. After folks started to notice him providing services, a line began to form. He tried to help as many as he could, but once his spells had run out, there was only so much he could do. As the sun began to set, he told them all that he would be back tomorrow, and he headed off to find a place to sleep. He walked a few blocks, and as he did, he could hear the sound of faint footsteps behind him. He stopped. So did the steps. Then a raspy voice spoke out. I need you to come with me. Then we have Nazima Alta, a ratfolk fighter who has delved deep into the dungeons of the Branian Keep in order to do her part of a heist, breaking Lady Drya Batullus out of her cell. As Lady Drya finished the vial Nazima had given her, she looked up and said, So what na- The vial dropped from her hand, 
Nazima grabbed it in midair before it could smash on the stone. By the time Nazima had stood back up, the transformation had already finished. Where Lady Dry had stood a moment before, now was a small rat. While most humanoids wouldn't be able to read the expressions of a creature like this, Nazima recognized the look, fear, and confusion. She scooped up Dryah and scurried back through the halls. As she made her way back to the castle proper, she could hear in the distance the sound of panic. The plan had worked. She headed the opposite way from the noise, and eventually was met with cold air on her face. Next, we have Emmanuel Villop, a human wizard working as a PI in the city of Tiport. After reluctantly taking a job from a former colleague, Emmanuel found himself in the Collar District, his old haunt, a place where he had earned a few friends and many enemies. As he walked the streets, he noticed heads turning with him. He knew not all of them could know who he was, but he was sure some did. He tried to ignore them and just focus on why he was here. A string of robberies, Till had told him. All trade supplies meant for the port guard. On six different occasions, the patrol escorting the goods found themselves waking up on the side of the street, with everything they had been carrying gone. Emmanuel didn't know anyone who worked under that M.O., but he did know where to start. The loose side love looked just as shitty as Emmanuel remembered it. It smelled worse, though. He took a seat at the bar and said, I'll have the usual, Darum. A broad-shouldered tiefling man with gray skin looked at him from behind the bar. Will, what the fuck brings you here? Following that, we have Pumpkin, a forest gnome in charge of a detective agency in Velen who has been investigating Captain Braggart of the Lord's Guard, a man suspected by his wife of being the Clearwater Killer. Her investigation had been going well until one night, two members of the Lord's Guard showed up at her house, asking her to come with them. They walked in the darkness, the only light coming from a torch one of the guards held. Both Pumpkin's heart and mind raced. She tried to think of where she had gone wrong. She had been so careful. For a moment, she considered running, but looking at the size of the men at her side, she wasn't positive she could outrun them. Also, she couldn't just leave everything she had worked for behind. She had to stay strong. She held her head high and continued forward. As she was led to and then through the barracks, she eventually found herself standing in front of an old oak door that one of the men pushed open. She stepped forward and saw Captain Braggart sitting at a desk, and her batter snuffles locked in a cage in the corner. Then there is Aurora of Winter, a tabaxi paladin who has taken an oath of blindness in pursuit of serving justice. After investigating the murder of the Reese of a small hamlet, she found herself face to face with her number one suspect, the Reese's son. So, why did you kill your father? There was a second of silence, followed by the quick tapping of a foot. What, what do you mean? How, 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 how dare you? She hadn't been completely sure when she accused him, but after hearing the tone of his voice and his heart pounding against his chest, she was confident. I will ask again, and I do not want you to mistake the reason for my question. I know you killed your father, but I do not serve the law of this hamlet, or of Pinst, or even of Cortia. I serve justice. So now is your chance to tell me whether or not your actions were just. So I ask again, why did you kill your father? A moment passed, and then she heard the sound of a dagger quickly being pulled from its sheath. Next, there is Virgil Bowerstone, a hill dwarf life cleric who just returned to Dunsteer Keep after slaying an abolith with his band of adventurers. Of the various loot they had come across, one piece stuck out to him the most. A book. One written in a language that he and all of his companions could not even identify. Despite that, as he looked at the ornate markings, there was something about it that he could understand. They made him feel things, 
Some of the markings filled him with joy, while others put dread into his heart. While he didn't know what was written, he did feel what was written, and it both excited and terrified him. He needed to know more. He needed counsel. So he packed his things and headed into North Fareth to visit the temple of his goddess, Sune. After that, we have Oceanus Waverly, a merfolk bard who has found themselves sailing the Imian Sea, unsure of how they really got there. In the distance, Oceanus saw a galleon with the flag of a swirling tree flapping on its mast. They pulled out their spyglass and took a look. The ship seemed like a military vessel, layers of cannons lining the side, and a crew that seemed largely to be wearing the same uniforms. Oceanus had had enough encounters with military ships back home that they knew it was always best to avoid them. They scanned the horizon and saw a swell of clouds to the north, a storm brewing. They looked at the clouds, then back at the ship heading towards them. Oceanus took a deep breath and spun the wheel northward. Lastly, we have Keelan Damari, a mountain dwarf and former soldier who had been escorting a caravan that was besieged by a small dragon. He had tried to salvage the few things that hadn't been destroyed, but admittedly, that was not much. They then began the long walk to their destination, Telblith. The trip was slow, but uneventful. The folks of the caravan were not accustomed to walking that much, so they kept a pace that was far slower than what Keelan would have liked. But there was not much he could do but leave them, and that was something he refused to do. When they eventually got to Teltwith, Keelan only took a quarter of what they had originally offered him. With what they had left, taking the full amount felt like robbery. He knew how to make the money back, though. He made his way to the city's constable, and after waiting for a meeting, said to him, So, did you know there is a dragon outside the city? And that is it for now. Along with the heroes of Cortia, I'd also like to thank the citizens of All Hearth who just recently celebrated the Winter Dew Festival. People seen at the festival were Adustus, Ethan Hill, Fiduge, Grizzly Melon, Jack Weird, Joachim Dahlquist, Merrick 16, Ming, Mythical Master Zero, Nurzbone, Phil Emarg, Preston Metters, Rami Kabi, Ruka, Savara, Seth Rollman, Softstar, and Travis Croats. I hope you enjoyed the festival. Anyway, hope you have a great day and or night. Bye.